To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 70, man. We're back in the building, man, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv forward slash lockdown Demons sports, simulcast on YouTube, lockdown Demons podcast, your search engines. I'm your host, Coach Defense, alongside with Coach Kurt. Episode 70 is live and back and direct. We're back on schedule. We're back on our Saturday night grind, and we're here to bring to, the, bring to you the news and views of yours truly. Coach Kurt, what's going on out there, good brother? Hey, man, feeling well, man. I feel like I'm, uh, I just got exonerated of all 30 charges that were held against me, so I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling like I've been, you know, I and the words of Akon, I ain't locked up. They didn't let me go. So there you I'm go. Good, man. There I'm you good. go. There you How go. How you doing? Good, man. You sound good. You sound better than the, <laughs> the, the, that thing that jumped off your back. You sound like your normal self. So we well, we ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show, man. I, we have the privilege of bringing on uh, our uh, esteemed, and uh, I didn't preface, <laughs> preface this by telling him beforehand, but our esteemed Lockdown Defense Podcast Network's insider for Watch the Wizards and 49ers News, my guy. Air Retro Dante <laughs> in, the building, <laughs> in the building. Air Retro underscore DK5 on Twitter. If you if you follow Twitter, follow him on Twitter. If you if you out there, you follow him already, man. Hey, whatever you want to know, you want to know Wizards news, 49ers news. And if you need sneaker advice, he got it all for you. He got it all for you. How you doing, there, good sir? What's going on? How you feeling today? How you feeling? I see, I see you decked out. You got the got the Jays in the background along with the 49 again. Yeah, you ready to go? 49ers out there. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So he is going to join us for the majority of the show today. Uh, he has agreed to uh uh delve into the debauchery of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> for the duration. And that's good being a 49ers fan. So, you know, porn star Jimmy, we call him porn star air retro. You know, porn star air retro. So it's totally understandable. It makes perfect sense. We're going to talk about Jimmy, though. (laughs) I need to know. I need to know your thoughts on exactly what is going on with that guy um, when it comes down to uh, his future. Um, I'm hearing some ugly things out there that he might stay in the division. So I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. But, um, yeah, well, I want to put the car before the horse. So we're gonna we're gonna start off ceremoniously as we always do. We're gonna get into our, our NBA news. We're gonna start off with our NBA news. Um, so uh, let's get right into that. <clears throat> All right. So in the reaction of this week, we're gonna start off with uh, some breaking news that we had happen, I believe, yesterday, um, or was it two days ago, where DeAndre Ayton uh, finally, finally, finally decided that he was going to uh, uh, get himself a, a deal from the Pacers. Right. Uh, he was a restricted free agent, um, and he was uh, he got an offer to uh, I think was he was, it was he laid down an offer sheet of about one hundred thirty three million dollars a year. Yep, over yep. over five. So, uh, which which is nowhere that's <coughs> uh, rookie supermax deal that we know we want to definitely quantify that. So I think that was the contentious period of that particular uh, issue with um, him signing trying to sign with the Suns last year versus this year. Um, so the Pacers offered him the money uh, one hundred thirty three over five and. Over four. They, over four, excuse me. Over, over four, four. Yeah. So he was offered uh, four years, one in thirty-three, and um, uh, I believe the Suns had a uh, what forty dollars to match it. Yep. And uh, and Wiley speculated. Dante and I were talking about offline about uh, whether or not they would match it. We didn't think they would. Yeah, I didn't think they would match it. But then when I thought about it, I was like, they had to match it because they don't have no other center. They didn't want to start the year with Bismack Biombo. So that is a fact. That is a fact. So. Yes. 
Yeah, I guess you I guess you were you had to. But um, I guess the more interesting aspect of it is that, uh, you know, they were, you know, rum rumblings around the idea of KD maybe possibly going there. And Aiden had to be in the deal yeah. in order for them to be able to get <laughs> KD over to the Suns because that was one of his uh preferred destinations. So get your opinions on exactly what y'all feel about the DeAndre Aiden uh, trade that didn't happen and uh, him staying with the Suns and uh, how that impacts Brooklyn going forward because they still got some pieces to move in. Clearly, the Suns, are, in my opinion, are out of the game now by re-signing Aiden. So I'll let, I'll, I get. Yeah, I'll, I'll let our guests go first. Yep. All right. So for Aiden, I don't even – he didn't even want them to match it. I know – I think he wanted to go to Indiana because you remember the last game when they got eliminated by the Mavericks, he was on the bench. So mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Ronnie Williams got some type of beef or something going on in that circle. So the thing is, he went out and got that deal with Indiana, and then he he didn't think the Suns was going to match. So they ended up matching. But the thing is, he got that no-trade clause. That's yeah. in, So he can say where he's going to go. They said um, the no-trade clause, uh, is it lasts until January. Yeah, but they say it lasts for a year, but he can uh, – the Phoenix can trade him January 15th is when yep. they start asking for trades, but he gets to approve it. So who knows if he even want to go to Brooklyn? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He might, yeah. He might not even want to go there come January. He might be like, nah, I don't want to go there. I don't want to help y'all out trying to help y'all get a championship. <laughs> True. So, True. It's, it's, it's getting it's getting ugly. I don't think he, like I said, I don't think he want to stay there, but they're going to have him for a while. But like you said, uh, Phoenix is in a window of trying to get a championship because they know Chris Paul, you know, he got maybe one or two more years left. Yeah. At best. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And that messed up KD, too. So I, we'll talk about KD next. But, yeah, I I don't know. Phoenix might be – they just want to deal with it for now. Okay. Okay. Kurt, what you got? Yeah. Um, I was a little shocked and surprised on one hand, but at the same time, Phoenix has made it known that they were doing or intending to do everything possible to sign um, DeAndre back, right? Because same thing like that, that was just said, there would be no center um, in Phoenix, uh, you know, if DeAndre left. Now, it is surprising because if anybody's paid attention to Phoenix, Phoenix is a team that's very frugal, right? And with this signing, uh, they just went 15 million into uh, the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. um, and Phoenix, like I said, Phoenix has been a team that really, you've never really heard of them spending big, right? Um, and so that's a little shocking. The relationship between Monty and DeAndre, uh, you know, it soured some. And even though they've kept it pretty hush, um, you haven't seen, in my opinion, the desire for where they want DeAndre to be as an integral part of Phoenix, quote unquote, big three. Um, I know that he's given credit to Chris Paul and Chris Paul has said that, you know, he's being in the stage of his career as a player. He's had to lead a different way. But De and DeAndre has uh, appreciated, you know, Chris Paul's kind of just being straightforward there's still been times that DeAndre has faded um, out of the game, right, and not been that dominant big man that you would expect him to be playing with Chris Paul and uh, Booker. And it does hinder uh, KD because now with this clause uh, in effect, uh, nothing's really going to be able to be done until January 15th 
uh, January 15th, 2023. And now it pretty much locks out KD being able to go to, to Phoenix, which I really don't believe Brooklyn. And we talked about this last week um, with what Rudy go, go bear commanded. Uh, I don't see KD going anywhere. Um, you know, some people have said that this is showing KD's market value. Nobody's really coming up uh, as real cons- uh, suitors. But I think it's just Brooklyn is is it's going to cost too much. You're going you would have to gut your team to get KD right now. And I don't think any team is willing to put themselves on the sword like that, right? To give up that many pieces um, to get KD back. Um, you would pretty much have to gut your whole team, especially if you have any young talent. You're going to have to give up multiple people and picks, and I don't see anybody doing that. So uh, I'm a little shocked. I just didn't see DeAndre's value, but when you don't have really anything else out there, uh, I don't think you really want to start back over and have to hope that you get a big man because big men are, 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 are luxury right now, and especially if you have one on your team. So um, it was shocking to me, but Phoenix did not play around at all. Phoenix matched quickly, right? Um, as soon as Indiana dropped it, Phoenix turned back around and and countered. So uh, I know KD is kicking his uh, oversized shoes right now that people keep talking about, but I know he's a little upset that now the one place he wanted to go, uh, has the door has been closed on that. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, great point by both of y'all. And I think that um, because I actually said this uh quite a bit ago when uh we can rewind to the start of the season. I said that uh as a headline to go into the season that DeAndre not getting a contract in that summer before the season started was going to be an issue. And and to me, slowly but surely became an issue, and thus his performance or lack thereof in the playoffs towards the end of the playoffs. It seems like you know, he was kind of like kind of tucking there and then kind of tape, you know, kind of pulling back and saying that, well, you know, clearly y'all need to, y'all need to understand and, and recognize my worth to this team and pay me because if I'm not dominant and I'm not, you know, at my apex best, then we don't win anything. Right. You know, so it's almost like he was trying to prove a point in a sense rather than going out there and competing, you know, because nobody suspected them to lose when they lost in the playoffs for sure. So that was, that was one part of it. And then another other part is the fact that, like I said, you know, he, you know, just, just decided from a personal perspective to prove a point rather than, you know, go at, go at, go at it and say that we're just going to win what we're going to win. And then we can worry about the money later. You know, so again, I think, I think that was issue coming into the season. Like it was always looming around his mind. They kept it quiet, like, like Dante said, but it's the issue. It still was an issue. You know, it's, they can't kept it under wraps, kind of kept it behind the scenes, but I don't think that it never went away. And I think right. that was the sticking point throughout the whole entire season. So, and he just waited. He's kind of like hedged his bet and said, "Well, I'm just, I'm just pick my spot and wait until I, until I, to the utmost important time that they can really understand and really prove to them that they need me. And I'm just going to disappear. And it's going to be an issue for them, not me. And you got to realize that you're in the, you're, you're basically, you know, in a, I guess you can stay back into a corner because you really, like you said, you really have no other options on top of the fact that you know I, I should, you should have paid me a year ago in a right. sense. So. So the overall, I think that um, I, I'm just I'm just a little confused from uh, before we where, where we go from here. You know, just like you said, he has a no trade clause, so he has to prove for a whole year. He has to prove where he wants to go, and then you have to wait to damn it all star break to trade him. 
Right. You know, so it's you know, so if you're a team trying to make moves to say hypothetically you want to trade for DeAndre Hayden, no matter who you are, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets or whoever else might he might or, or the Pacers or whoever he might want to actually end up with um for long term, you gotta wait a whole half a year. You know, so who wants to wait for that? You want to be able to go into the season um with with your guys. And you know, you don't want to be, you know, kind of we're gonna play with who we have until until DeAndre decides that he wanna come over. You know, I, that's not the type of, you know, as a coach, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. I want to be able to have know who I have from day one and we build chemistry and we build camaraderie throughout the season and then come to playoff time, we rocking and rolling. But, you know, who's who's to say? But I'm I'm with y'all. I don't I I think the door's damn near closed for him going for KD right. going to uh going to going to to Phoenix. Now, the only other option, yeah, again is Miami, but I st- I was I was saying I was out from the beginning because I don't think that uh Brooklyn wants to trade him to Miami because one, you gotta see him. Right. You know, multiple times a year. And like I said, they, you know, what do you recoup? Because you can't right. get Bam because Bam can't be on the same roster as Ben because of that rule. Right. You know, two, two, you can't have two rookie Supermax uh, players on the same team. So, you know, you almost have to trade trade Ben for Bam and then trade KD for whoever else. And again, and then to Kurt's point, again, if you if you had based upon Rudy Gobert basically trashing the whole market, <laughs> you know, you looking at it from a perspective of, if even if KD was to tra- be traded anywhere, what's it going to be like when he get there? It's going to be trash when he gets there. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like you might as well just just just, just hunger down and, and retract that whole trade business and and play in Brooklyn another year. You know, you know, I got one team you can go to. <laughs> you go, don't you, you gonna say Washington? Are you really gonna say Washington? <laughs> what Listen, is, Listen, you know, we can get a package together, pull Zingas, Rui, some picks. Uh, put in uh, Denny. You know, we can get a package together for KD. He just don't uh, want to come home, though. So, yeah, well, I mean, well, again, that's still team. Again, he went. The Nets will have to see the, the Wizards on a regular basis as well. Do I want to have KD light me up for thirty every night? Yeah. Well, I'm looking for Brooklyn. I'm sure the Wizards would love it. But again, the Brooklyn's like, uh, I don't know. You know. Then again, you know, they talking. I want a superstar player or all star to go along with the deal and all that type of stuff. I don't know. I really don't know, but I really feel like this particular move is puzzling. It's hair scratching. Yeah. But yet again, you know, again, it doesn't lend to the idea that KD nor Kyrie, in my perspective, are going to get moved because one, I think the Nets are playing hardball with Kyrie, and I feel like KD for the value they want to recoup, it just ain't there. I really right. think. I think he, and I think if y'all agree with me or not, I think he picked a bad time to request a trade. I think this might be the worst time to be in the in the realm of trying to get a trade done from Brooklyn. In this market right now, yeah, I just don't get. He got four years on this deal, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. And you trade, yeah. like, yeah, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I don't know. But then, so let me ask you this question to end this, to kind of close the book on this particular topic. So, if he does not get traded, what does he do come season time? Oh, he playing. Oh, you gonna play? You think yeah, he gonna he, play? Yeah, of course. KD a ball. He, he, he not gonna sit out no games. He playing. Okay. Hey, what you think, Kurt? Oh, you know. I, I want to say I want to agree with that um, from everything that I've heard. You know, KD, one thing that they've said is KD is about basketball. But I'm nervous because we've seen KD be temperamental, right? But I will say I've never seen him be temperamental uh, when it comes to on the court, right? Sure. He's been temperamental, uh with reporters he's been yeah. temperamental off yeah, <laughs> you know what i'm saying but I've, I've never seen that bleed over into actually his production on the court so uh 
I'm going to agree. I, I think that if the season hits, there's no trade suitors. I, I, I don't see him pulling a, you know, oh, I'm not going to play. Uh, I'm not going to suit up. I think he'll play, but I think he'll make it known that he's still fighting to get traded. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. Um, I, I don't know. I really think that I'm, I'm a little concerned about the idea. Like, what's the what's the genesis of reason why he wants to be traded? Because if it's Kyrie and Ben, like, I don't want to deal with two head cases, then you got to get rid of one for me to stay. You know, it, it might be one of those type of deals. But if I got to go into the season and, and neither one of these jokers are gone and I got to play with them, then, you know, I don't know. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be an unprecedented moment. You might see something different out of him because I think that he realized this, this particular dynamic, this relationship just ain't going to work. But yeah. all reports is that it's really not that he has an issue with Kyrie. It's yeah, more it was tight. Yeah, it was an issue with the the organization didn't give Kyrie what he was looking for. So this is his way of standing up for Kyrie. Mm. Um it, it's gonna be interesting, right? It's gonna be interesting to see. Okay. That's a good that's a good point then. So that it kind of leads inside next topic. And do KD and Kyrie get traded? So let me let me let me start that topic off by saying that. So let's let's say the Nets just decide uh today or tomorrow that they want to give Kyrie a learn some deal. Is all things forgiven? I would I would think so. If, if Kyrie all of a sudden got a three-year, four-year contract, I think we hear we stop hearing the rumblings, rumblings out of KD. But if somehow the Lakers can pull off this trade that is being speculated. Um, what then, right? Does KD, mm -hmm. but I don't, you know what? That's a weird thing. KD's loyalty, right? KD mm -hmm. is one of those players. If he rocks with you, I think in some way he will be happy for Kyrie because he's loyal to Kyrie like that. But then that makes me laugh. Like, dude, you, you know, you wished your date well to go date somebody else and you were so happy for your date that she's happy but now you're sitting there in the middle of the prom by yourself and going home with by nothing. yourself with nothing but you're mm -hmm. like hey she's happy i'm telling you man if it's if if Kyrie gets traded and it's leaving KD <clears throat> and Ben Simmons I don't know what to say about KD, man. That's <laughs> look outside of Derek Carr. There's not many other people <laughs> that are that pure at heart. And KD oh, might man. be the second, the second one if he's rooting for Kyrie to get out of Dodge. Because at some point, it's like, man, look, I roll, you know, I rock with you, and you left me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just one of the people thinking like, dude, you just can't, you know. You ain't gonna just leave me here to fend off these wolves by myself. Mm. We well, both leaving. Either we both leaving, ain't none of us leaving. Well, he kind of did leave you hanging already with the vaccine, <laughs> you know. But that, that's a whole other conversation. So, what do you think, say? How how you feel about the fact that you know does he like does if the long term deal gets signed by for Kyrie? Do he does everything, is everything cool by y'all? I, I I see KD saying he can't go nowhere, but for Kyrie, it's still up in the air with me because, like I said. They keep talking about that uh Kyrie the Lakers. And I don't know, I don't know why the, why Brooklyn would take back uh Russell Westbrook. So and the Lakers don't have nobody else that you would really want unless they're giving up A D. See what I'm saying? So I don't know where else Kyrie could go. They was talking about Dallas, but I don't know what Dallas would have either for a trade for him to run with Luca. So mm -hmm. it's kind of it's kind of up and in. And I think uh didn't uh the Nets didn't they just re-sign the GM? 
Sean Marks? Didn't he just get like an extension or something? I saw. I thought I recently saw. He might have. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see the headline, but yeah, if that's that's true. Then if he got an extension, then yeah. Yeah. If I wonder yeah. if it's some type of beef with KD, like you, like you said, Kurt, with the uh, with the upper management. So like, did he want that GM? You know, they be talking about Steve Nash. He can't coach, and yeah. you know, KD and KD really bought Steve Nash over when he was in Golden State. So. Mm-hmm. Got that type of bond, so who knows? They might want Steve Nash. Some people might want Steve Nash out. You never know. Yeah, well, yeah, it could, it could be some inner workings or some turmoil that we don't know about, yeah. which, is, which is causing this rift. So that that really could be aired to it. So, so the, the overarching question now too is that: Do we think that? I guess you can say by the time we talk about the season starting in October, do you think KD and Kyrie get traded? No, 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 nope. no. I don't. Nope. I don't see it. Like you said, it's this is. This is the wrong market and time for it to happen, right? People, there's there's not a lot that people have to offer that's going to, for one, um, be comparable, but two, that Adam Silver will allow to 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 be signed off on, right? Because again, Rudy <laughs> destroyed the market. First of all, if he let Rudy go for that much, he ain't gonna have nothing. <laughs> If he let Gobert for go for that ransom, I mean, <laughs> well, a different. But the difference up. is with KD, there's there's big money involved, right? And so that just can't be picks. That has to be people, and there's very few people that could even do just a one sign and trade. From everything that I've heard of people that have talked about this, that understand the money workings, it's normally going to be a three team trade. Uh, Phoenix was one of the few places that could do a heads up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. type of trade situation, especially for KD. Um, but with Kyrie, it's kind of tight because, again, you're going to have to give up probably multiple players to go. And then at what point is it like, yo, you just you salary dumping now? Because mm-hmm. um, I even heard that it, it can't be an AD and, and Kyrie straight up situation because of money and yeah, the and money all that. match. That's the thing about in a big, yeah. in big contracts and trade. Yeah, the money has to match. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. So if I if I'm trading away fifty million dollars, they got to trade me back fifty million dollars. Yeah. So that that's that's the sticking point because I think because Kyrie makes some in somewhere around uh, was it thirty seven million or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Thirty seven million this year, and, and I don't think AD, I think AD is making more than that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, does the money don't exactly match? So you have to figure that part out. But I, I don't think they would trade AD for for Kyrie. I think no. they would team Bronk AD and Kyrie up some kind of <laughs> figure that out. But right. But I, I, in the same breath, I mean, if you want to, because they were saying or they were acting like they wanted to get rid of Kyrie, and I just thought felt like the Nets were being greedy. They wanted two first rounders, you know, for a guy on on expiring contract. He's on expiring contract. Two first rounders: Westbrook, uh, either Taylor Horton Tucker or uh, Kendrick Nunn. And uh, like I said, so I'm like, <laughs> like y'all just being greedy at this point. Yeah. Like, you know, because because it's, it, I'm like, you want two future first rounders for an aspiring contract, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I give one, but I can't see two, you know, because again, we don't know what he would do after the season. There's no guarantee. So he kind of leave me hanging, yeah. you know? But and especially you know. when you hear Adam come out and in a very professional way, talk about, you know, they didn't want to see, they don't want to see it done. Um, in a situation where a player signs a contract and then a year later still on multiple right. years left, talk about a trade, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I I see KD and Kyrie starting the season right now. But, hey, some some wizard out there can probably figure it out. If you get the GMs that 
have kept Arizona tea at 99 cent through this inflation. If you get them on the, if you get them on the job, maybe they can figure out money. Yeah. <laughs> How's that still a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> get compressed air cans up to $11.99 cent now. Exactly. I, I don't know how the hell that's still 99 cent, but yeah. So, uh, so let me ask this question then. That's this, this is the big elephant in the room then here. So the only team left that can, that can honestly and truly that's in the West can do a straight up trade for for uh, KD without getting involved with a third team is Golden State. Oh, <laughs> so do you think you think Golden State gets in bed with the Nets to trade for KD and any fame, fast, you know, fa- in any any form, facet, or 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 uh, in any type of even discussion can be had when, when it comes to getting Ky- KD back over to Golden State. Do you think that can happen? I'm going to give it to the guests first. <sighs> now, nah, I, I mean, that would look crazy if KD go back to Golden State, man. That, that 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 defeats the whole purpose. What was the point of him going to Brooklyn? I mean, I know he wanted to get his own, quote unquote, get his own ring, but mm-hmm. I mean, he won he won two uh, NBA championships with Golden State and he was the finals MVP in both of them. So it's just something mental in his head if he, if he just want to go back to Golden State. But I can't see... Golden State trading them, trading for them, because I think they like their young guys. I saw oh, a couple do. Of I'm sure you do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, but between Wiggins and, and I think Poole, their money matches. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw it today. They had the trade package. It was like Poole, Wiggins, Kaminga, and like a pick or something. They matched up, but I was right. like, I don't right. know. Oh. I would be highly disappointed in Golden State if they did right. that because they're – that would be truly willing to destroy your culture for one player, right? That we've seen that it looks good until injury hits, right? And when the injury hit, then it all evaporated. And I think I think what we've learned is <clears throat> when you have a big three or big, you know, you bring these superstars together, uh, Brooklyn showed that if, it does. If everybody doesn't stay healthy, you will end up gutting your team where you won't be able to do anything. And the culture of Golden State is is great right now. You have your big guns, but then you have up and coming players that can really help out. And if you have to give up all of that just to get KD back, I get it. You can win some championships, but I'm a big Andrew Wiggins saved that series right because what he was able to do oh yeah um, yeah. in the boston series you end up look man sometimes you just you have good players and they mesh with your 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 uh culture and that just bleeds over to everything else so i don't see it i think i think steph talked professional right they Mm -hmm. open arms you know he did the right thing but I, you know, now that Steph has proved that he can win it without KD, why would you per se want him back? I, I would say the only reason they would consider it or, or maybe pull a trigger on it because it almost feel like feel like to me it almost guarantees them being, you know, uh, the favorites. You know, who, who's to say what happens with two games of the season? You know, do you stay healthy? You know, you know, does the the, the chemistry at this particular juncture in their careers work for sure with the new nucleus that they have? You know, because the team will be different. There's a bunch of young guys. I mean, it won't it won't outside of Iggy? You know, there's really nobody that was on the original team. You know, right. from uh from uh, uh the the run they had back in the uh, late 2010s. So right, 
you know, it, it just depends. But I mean, you got Steph, KD, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, that's that's that you know, the front end sounds real interesting and it almost guarantees you to not have to overwork yourself and make it to make it through the West and make it to the finals yet again if you stay healthy. So I mean, that's I feel like that's the only way they would consider it. But you know, what what would would bleeds what bleeds me, you know, <laughs> in the sense that you know, bleeds my heart in that sense because that I feel like it's almost like from a legacy perspective, from a KD's perspective, it's, it's specifically like it just would it would ruin his it, how, how people look at him. It really would ruin it yeah. because again, you it would lend to the idea that one. I think we talked about this last week, Kurt. Every time something got difficult or hot, you you ran, right? You ran and you you ran to uh, it's what it, it's what it's what some of the sports analysts call front running. Like you you know it's all you know you you the best and you talk all this jazz, all this cash trash when you win it and you would a dominant force. Right. But when you when you by yourself, yeah, all of a sudden it ain't nothing. You know you don't have nothing to say. You you quiet. So you know I think that particular idea, although they have the the assets that they could get them, it wouldn't be a big deal to make the move. You know they right. probably the most able to get them. Again, from an optics perspective, I would say for sure that it's not something he should do because again, you know I don't know if he cares much about how he's being remembered. I think he does, but you know again. When when the chips are down, when you when you hang up your shoes for the last time, everybody's gonna hold over hold that over you. Fact that you only won championships in Golden State, and you needed Steph Curry to do it. Other, otherwise, you were you know a great player by yourself, but you were never much of a of a winner without Steph Curry. So yeah, I mean that that particular idea, you know, I think that you know it's that 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 should prohibit him from wanting to go to Golden State. But I'm not saying it won't happen. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up, though. Yeah, I'm. It, yeah, it should. It should. But. <laughs> I don't I'll be I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I mean, I don't know. It just again, it's it's been kind of quiet the last few days, but yet again, you know, because I proposed this a few weeks ago and Kurt thought I was crazy. I think he could go to end up with the Clippers. What? Yeah. Send him back Paul George. Well, no, they would they, the money would link line up this way. Cause I believe that uh if I'm having trying to remember how, how, how I worded it, but I believe Norman Powell, uh Covington and I feel like it's like two future first round picks. Those match up with KD salary, and they could they could basically trade those two players and two picks for KD for KD. So you would have George Wall, uh, Kawhi, and KD in the starting lineup with with uh, with, with Zubat. There's no way if I'm the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm taking back any of that. I gotta at least get Kawhi or I gotta get Paul George. If he, if, if it ain't either one of them, I'm hanging up. I don't even want to hit nothing. I mean, what about John Wall? John Wall's a starting point guard. John Wall is my man. My man. Uh, but he is not trade value. Like, there's no trade value in John Wall right now. Okay. He, got, he got to prove it. And plus, I don't even think John Wall starting. I think Reggie Jackson started. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, Watch out for that. I don't, think, I don't know who's going to start. Okay, oh. I, I like I like the kid. Um, what's the what's the young kid? Other kid, young kid's name they got? Not um, oh, what's his name? The young the young boy. He he's another point guard oh, for them. Uh, Terrence Man. Terrence Man. Yeah, because I'm thinking Maxi. Because I, I I think I always get him and Maxi confused. But yeah. but yeah, him, yeah, Terrence Man. I, I like him too. But I I think or you don't think John was a more better of a playmaker from the, than Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was cooking. Reggie Jackson was cooking. He's like a score though. He is a good score. Yes, but you don't need that. You need somebody to run offense. I mean, yeah, you got John Wall running the offense, especially if Kawhi back, uh, Kawhi right. back healthy. But if I'm running the team, let's say I'm playing 2K, I'm starting Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
okay, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I, I just day I, I would have started war, but but now yeah. I'm like, eh, I'll start. But, but I give I give you why I said the Clippers kind of make sense because it, it's one of those things like because it, 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 it was fresh from them in the minds of everybody how you know the Warriors won without without KD right so. It would be it would behoove him. Let's say Kyrie went to the Lakers, right, and and uh, Golden State re- ran it back the way he had it. You know, I, I minus GP two. So it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be poetic for KD to go to the Clippers, beat the Lakers and the Warriors in the in the, in the playoffs, and win the oh. title, and the Clippers get their first title from yeah. off KD's off KD's back. Yeah. And he, I'll get the Clippers a title. I beat the Warriors and the Lakers to do it, and I'm the in, in Finals MVP. But then what, what's that going to say about uh, Paul George? When Paul George looking to get the uh, him, he was looking to run it with just him at uh, Kawhi. It mm-hmm. was, but I mean, you would you say no to that? Would you say no to KD if they traded for him? If you're Paul George, I doubt it. He, he wouldn't nah. say who they giving up, but he wouldn't say no. But he'll feel some type of way about it. Okay, well, I mean, it, yet again, do you want to win the title or do you want to be the man? Yeah, let's just have that question. Uh. Is it true? Since we have a resident uh, Wizards uh, subject matter expert, did I see that correctly? That John Wall is six nine. Whoa, six nine, 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 nine. Okay, all nine, right. Nine. I was about to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because John, what John Wall is like six four, six five. Oh yeah, six, yeah, six four. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Him and Bill like the same height for real. Like yeah. Six, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So, all right. So let's move on to our next topic. You know, just keep that Clippers idea in the back of your mind. So remember, I said it happened. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's some dust been kicked up on the idea of Donovan Mitchell t- potentially being traded. The the Jazz were initially, I think Trader Gobert was saying that they were at no uh, clip they want to trade uh, Donovan Mitchell. He was going to stay in Utah. But now they've been, based upon the fact that they, people have been kind of Ending to the idea that they may want to trade for him in the in a in the ransom they got. I'm, that's that's the best word I could give it. The ransom they got for Gobert, they yeah. decided to take calls. So uh the Knicks got on the phone immediately. The, the Heat got on the phone as well. Uh it's two possible destinations. So do you think that the, the based upon what the Jazz got uh for their first trade, do you think that they potentially trade Donovan Mitchell based upon what they might get from another team to leave Utah before the season starts? Um, let me go, Kurt. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell, I'm not a big fan. I mean, he 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 gets buckets. I'll put it that way. He gets buckets, but I don't know if they they said the Knicks was trying. Well, they were trying to get a bunch of picks from the Knicks. Yeah, to put, uh, some play, some young players and picks. They were like they were up. They were up to like four or five first rounders. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm giving up that much for Donovan Mitchell. That's 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 crazy. Like the Rudy Gobert trade. So, I and plus I don't know if the Knicks would who would they give are they giving up Randall or are they giving up um what's the other guy name uh, R J Barrett R J Barrett yeah so yeah. Which, lefty, which lefty are you gonna are you gonna give up because you're gonna have to give up one of them true my, my thing is I think I think the Heat gonna have a nice little offer for for Utah they should they should that's my that's my pick for them where yeah. we should go yeah. now now granted that you that there's still that that rookie supermax issue. With uh with Bam and, and Donovan because Donovan's on a, on a rookie supermax too, and people oh. are not paying to that. So Bam will have to go if if they if they do trade for him. So it's not it's not far fetched. But again, you know, had they not traded Royce O'Neal before now, I would say give up Royce O'Neal and and they get Bam and uh and Don, Donovan goes over to Miami. But 
you know, and that kind of, you know, I mean, you kind of get the same type of defensive player. You know, clearly, uh, Royce is not the same offensive player at Bam is, but, but, uh, but you at least get a, you at least get a rim protector, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, but you begin, you, you would lend to your, your scoring come from Donovan and, and, and Jimmy anyway, you right. know. So they're gonna trade Hero. You gonna have to get rid of Hero and yeah, uh, and Duncan Robinson. They gonna have well, to get- they're probably happy to get Doug, get rid of Duncan Robinson because he's a liability on defense. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> gladly would would make that trade, but but yeah. So what do you think, Kurt? Uh, Kurt do you think he get, uh, Donovan gets moved? To, and and where does he get moved if he gets moved? Man, um, if you'd have told me forty eight hours ago uh, that Donovan Mitchell was in play to be moved, I would have said no. Uh, but in, in hearing the latest rumblings, and especially with him, uh, everything pointing that it's the Knicks, uh, I'm shocked, really. Um, I'm almost to the point that I don't see anything put past anybody, right? That Donovan, we could wake up Monday and Donovan Mitchell, we see breaking news that Donovan Mitchell gets traded. Uh, I think the Knicks are a major push for him, um, but that would from my eyes, that's crazy because now you're going to have Donovan Mitchell, you're going to have Bronson, um, and you're going to have a small backcourt with Bronson and Mitchell uh, being a point shooting guard combination, but extremely, you know, uh, dependent on -on one-on-one basketball. Uh, So could he get moved? Of course. I'd again, I think he's one of those players. If you move him out of Utah, what 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 do they have now? Like, what, at that point. like yeah. what do they like that to me? That would be a clear sign of you're going for a number one pick, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But the difference between the NFL and NBA is that it's no guarantee just because you 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 sell well, off the farm, team. yeah, you, you know, that team. you're gonna get one of the top pick, and that's crazy, but if I saw that, man, I would just be like, okay, Utah's must be getting ready to move out of Utah and going. There must be another NBA franchise because you're not going to have anyone there. You're going to have a whole bunch of Jimmys and Joes and people that you couldn't name if they were standing right in front of you, right? Uh, because that's all they have left now is Donovan Mitchell as a draw. Um Think about it. Patrick Beverly be your main retraction. Oh, man, shut the hell up. <laughs> can't have no shade chief mechanic as your lead main attraction, man. You know what I mean? But if he goes, listen, now you're talking about selling out the garden. You put Spider in New York. Oh, listen, they selling oh, out man. every night. Yeah, every big night. Money, big money every to be in New night. York. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, I, clearly you wouldn't say they would get rid of Brunson because uh, right away because they just signed him, right? But right, you know, just even with Brunson not being on the team, like we, if you had Spider, RJ, Cam, Reddish, and Julius Randle somehow, some way, then you know that's 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 that's, that's box crazy. office. Right there. That's box office. Yeah, like, you, I, I ain't seen you gonna win a lot of games, but I'm, I'm sure you're gonna put butts in the seats every night. Every night yeah. they're in the garden. The garden is is filled to the rafters. So, but I don't see them being able to keep. Julius Randall and RJ. One of them got to go. One of them got to go, and I would say probably they're gonna try to get rid of Randall. But it's mm. Randall trade after what he did last year, coming off the year before when he was right. looking like he turned things around. Right. Um, I don't think any of us will say that Randall's on par equal to uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, but I feel I would feel sorry for RJ. 
Because I know RJ sitting around like, I thought this was about to be my team. True. And now y'all done brought these dudes in. Like, what are y'all, you know what I'm saying? So it would be interesting. But uh, what's yeah. your thoughts? You think, you know, and if Air Retro, if you don't know, Donovan Mitchell is one of the leading candidates also at the under-25 all-star squad that Coach has. So Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. So what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 Jason Tatum, Spider Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, uh Ja, and I feel like I'm missing somebody. I feel like it was six. Uh oh and Luca. Yeah, yeah, Luca. Luca. So yeah, so um, you know, and a lot of my light skin, so you know, you can you know <laughs> but you know, it's it's the party you know, it's, it's the presence of the light skin coalition along with some of the dogs. But you know, it is what it is. So you know, I think it's two things in, the, in play for me. Like, you know, I you know, for again, like I said, Donovan's my you know guy. So I'm looking for him, you know, for him is you know in a singular sense where he is what what do you what do you have left for him to you know play for, you know, in a sense because they like they 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 they, they sent Rudy away. Um, and you got all these, you know, developmental and, and uh, journeyman guys, and Pat Beverly and Malik Beasley, and these guys is coming in, you know. So, you know, Joe Engel is gone now, you know. So it's like, you know, what are we doing? You know, from if I'm your superstar, what are we doing to build around me to make us competitive? You know, and they got a new coach, you know, <laughs> stuff. I'm sure he's trying to build a different identity. So, am I part of the future? What's what's going on? You know, do I really want to be here for a rebuild? Because I feel like that's what they're doing. All these picks they accumulated, mm-hmm. and these guys they got. I feel like they, it's, it's it's a semi rebuild. So, do I want to be in my prime of my prime of my rookie deal, rookie rookie semester? Do I really want to be a part of rebuild? Do I really want to go somewhere where I can compete? You know, because I think that you know, it's I feel like a little bit that he's kind of you know maxed out his the potential of what he can do for Utah. In a sense, so from him in that perspective, I feel like he really, truly, you know, could go somewhere else and be be the man and, and help aid into somebody making a deep playoff run, maybe a championship. You know, for from him in his perspective. Now, from a business perspective, you know, you got to have a draw. You know, I mean, Utah basketball, Utah basketball. You know, people don't have a lot to do in Utah. Let's be honest. So, I mean, they look forward to their basketball games, and you got to have somebody to put on those tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so. If you do trade Donovan or whoever, whoever or whoever, it got to be some type of marquee guy that you can put on those tickets to say that he's going to be the future, in a sense. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, to Kurt's point, his string of things have happened. It could happen, and they just can, you know, totally gut the franchise and say we were rebuilding and have one guy that they can kind of look at, like, you know, Pat Beverly or whoever they trade for, you know, be it from Miami or New York or whoever, and say that's going to be our guy temporarily, but we're looking towards the future. But yet again, you know, from Donovan's perspective, I feel like he could he could go somewhere else and be in, in, and really contribute. But again, from a business perspective, I don't know what Utah's thinking, and I'm not sure are they just trying to basically ream whoever's trying to you know trade for him, you know, take away all the New York's assets, take away all Miami's assets, and and just accumulate all this stuff, or are they are they trying to build around Donovan? That's that's the that's the real question you have to ask yourself. You, you know? know they um. Danny Ainge running things up in Utah. I know that's that's what that's what get kind of grabs me because I'm like he he you know he's really good you know from a personnel perspective like you see what he did in Boston right. and, other, and the other avenues he's had as a, in the front office so he's really good at building rosters so do you put faith in that if you're Donovan that's, that's what that's what made me think he about the he gutting this I think Donovan might get traded because he he like I said he trying to get he he brought over the coach from uh assistant coach from Boston is the head coach now yeah so. Yeah. He, he up to something, so you know yeah. he don't have no problem trading people. So I think he might be gut and get that uh that number in Boston. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, you do what he did in Boston because you see what he got now, you know, when over a five to seven year span of, of him drafting and developing. Right. So he might be in the draft and develop mode. So that would mean that if he can recoup what he wants to recoup from Donovan, he might be gone. Yeah. It's just a question of, you know, who where does he go? You know, <clears throat> you know, clearly we don't think Miami, we think Miami and New York are in the other front, but like it just it's not a question of where he goes, but for what? Right. You know, where the, where the money lies and what picks are going to be offered to get him, you know, again, because uh, yet again, going back to the Rudy Gobert situation, he messed the whole market up and saying what these five draft picks and four players kind of business is. That was crazy. It's, it's insanity. <laughs> insanity. So I, I can't wait to see how they want to figure that out. Him and Kat. I, we were talking about it last week because I, I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go backwards because you you enabling Kat to be more of a guard, which he shouldn't be trying to be. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. He needs he he needs to dominate in the post, and he just refused to. Him and AD got the same problem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got the same problem. They want to be guards, and they're big men. You got right. you're a big man. You have a big man's body. Dominate the post and and help your team win. Right. Stop trying to shoot threes. Right. You know. So, all right. So our last topic for the NBA uh, news and rumors is uh, Andre Godala drew uh, big time criticism this week by saying that uh, he feels as if if Rasheed Wallace played in today's NBA in today's NBA climate, he would be a top five player and he would be better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, um, what do you guys? I have a strong take on it, but what do you guys take on that uh, opinion? I'm gonna call it the opinion that Andre Iguodala gave in the media this week. Mm, I, well, you know me, I'm not big on Giannis, but uh, he. <laughs> Nah, there's no way. Giannis, Giannis is still better. He would still be better than better than Rasheed. I'm a big Rasheed fan, but mm-hmm. his game was nice back then. But he wasn't averaging nothing crazy like Giannis averaging right now. So not even close. I don't see where Iggy get that from? I don't either. I really don't. So hold on, let me make sure we're it, it, talking you about it right. you heard we're it right. talking about Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, mm-hmm. top five, top five in this league right now, right here, right now, right now with. LeBron, mm-hmm. KD, mm-hmm. Steph, mm-hmm. Giannis, mm-hmm. and then who will we say is number five right now? Uh, well, I got to say Luca or Tatum. Luca or Tatum. Mm-hmm. I think Rasheed would be a dominant player, but I couldn't say Rasheed would be better than Giannis. Like, Giannis is a dog, man. And if anybody's and I'm I'm surprised Iggy is not giving Giannis that type of credit. Giannis is one of the few players that plays offense. Actually, he plays defense as strong and with as much energy as he plays offense. True. He's one of the, you know, he's one of those dudes, and he's a bona fide superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh I give I listen to Shaq. And Shaq has Giannis as one of the few people that he says is quote unquote a superstar, small market, but he's put them on uh, the map. But except, but mix that, I think he, outside of the outside shooting, I don't remember Rasheed ever being a defensive stalwart like That's that. I was like, he don't have, he don't play defense, nothing like Giannis. Yeah, nothing, nothing close. Yeah, I think offensively he would have game, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would no top five. Yeah, no. that's exactly what you said. No, nah, yep. I don't. Even, what prompted that? 
I, I don't know. There was a series of questions he was asked, but of course they just snipped that soundbite. So I don't right. know what the context was around the conversation. But you know, everybody harped on the idea that he said unequivocally that he felt like Rasheed Wallace would be a top five player in the league right now, and he's be- he would be better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hell to no, better. Than- listen, listen. I'm a man, Giannis fan here, especially mm-hmm. after watching when he won the title and watching the maturation of Giannis that series, right? And then going for fifty and what he did. Come on, man, top five. Okay. <laughs> I, I, listen, listen. I don't know. I don't know what Iggy was on or or not on, or he didn't take his meds that day. What I don't, I can't tell you. But uh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, I don't agree. <laughs> that is a good. I don't agree at all. That, so you know, and and my biggest thing, and and again, what the problem I had with Rasheed Wallace, and and I said this because I understand too that Rasheed Wallace is now a coach for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've had I've had I've had opinions on Rasheed and why they hired him, why Dara hired him. Um, in the last few weeks, you know, when he, when he uh, exactly, exactly. So, in, in so you can basically say that, um, they got him because they felt like Rashid's and AD's game was kind of similar, mm-hmm. um, in certain respects, right? So, but my biggest problem with Rashid Wallace might be the same thing problem I had with Anthony Davis is that, uh, although they were super talented, their God gets the talent, they don't work hard. Mm. They don't work hard. He never did. Rashid never would. She would never work. Rashid went to just such extreme when he got paid to where he would automatically write a check to the to the off league office every year or or the team to 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 cover his fines for him not working out. Like, he refused to work out. Like that, you had a mandatory workouts for the team, and he would all, he would just write you a check at the beginning of the season, and say, "Hey, I'm not going to be there, and just go ahead and just take this for my fines now because you already know what it is." He did it on multiple occasions, on multiple times. So that leads that tells you exactly how how uh, much of a he relied on his talent and didn't work in his game. So imagine had he worked on his game as much as Giannis did. Now, yeah, if he did that, then yeah, he might be in this conversation of saying he might have been as dominant as Giannis in his time period. But yet again, to Dante's point, he never averaged anything above one to eighteen points a game. Yeah. You know, so I mean, Giannis has averaged that in his sleep. <laughs> right, he get that easily. He get that. He get that the first half, first quarter. You know, so. <laughs> You know, so what are we talking about here? You know, I mean, again, you know, and Giannis's tr- transformation from being a rookie to now is amazing. Like, you almost can say that, you know, you knew exactly what you were getting from Rasheed in college. When he was with Carolina, mm-hmm. he was the same person he was in Carolina. He wasn't elite. Yeah. Uh, he just so happened to be a six foot 11 guy that could shoot. You know, so that was a matchup problem for most people, especially in that day and age and the way the game was played um, from a big man perspective. So he was a matchup nightmare. So guys like Shaq and, and, and those guys that were, they were big and couldn't move their feet, he was a matchup problem. You know, only people that could really guard him was people like Hakeem who can move his feet. You know, people like that give him problems. Rodman, you know, people, those people give him issues. But, you know, but again, he was just an enigma from a perspective that he could shoot at this, at that size. But again, he was never a, a lockdown defender, pun intended, you know, and he was never a person that outside of, you know, being a, a, a lethal shooter, you know, in certain cases, you know, they said this guy would shoot left-handed from half court and make him without jumping. So, I mean, yeah, that's just that's talent. That's talent, but yet again, you, you never proved to me that you were that dominant on the court. So, exactly. and that's and that's my thing. To say, great talent, cool, kudos to that. Mm. But there's something to be said that if you're being an enigma, an enigma supersedes the talent on the court, then even during his time, we don't remember him being that dude like that was he a key mm-hmm. piece did he help out detroit yeah but when we go back and name players from that era 
we don't put Rashid up there as no. You know no. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, at least from the post perspective, we're talking Shaq, Tim Duncan, you know, we Kevin Garnett, we're talking those guys, you know, before we talk about Carl Malone, you know, in certain spaces. So, you, I mean, come on, we, we, I mean, that's just four guys that I named in this at his position, yeah. Before we even talk about the, the totality of the league, he said top five in the league, not as at a position, which I is, re- yeah, which I respect is, the fact that he said. Cause I just read it real quick. I respect the fact that he said how talented he was, but he, but one thing he said, he did his own thing. And if you do your own thing so much that it knocks the ability for you to etch your stone as a great, Mm -hmm. then, you know, there's a lot of kids or a lot of people that's probably walk around and say, if they would not have this, that, and that, they could have been this, but hell, if, if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. That's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> and I think, Kurt, Kurt, tell me, if I'm still in your line, please tell me. But uh, that this is one of those conversations where is that, you know, hard work supersedes talent when talent don't work hard. Right. And, and that's really what it boils down to. Because clearly Giannis is talented. He's yeah. a freaking nature, you know, physically. And he works hard. Like, that lends to an all-time great player. And that's likely yeah. we'll go down, you know, barring any type of serious, anything that happens to him, knock on wood, it never does. If he does not, if he stays whole and healthy throughout his career, he's going to be locked, locked. He's going to be remembered as an all time great. Oh, without a doubt, man. Rasheed is going to be an afterthought. Like, you don't, I remember Rasheed vividly from his Piston run when he won the title that year. Outside of that, I remember a few years in Portland and stuff like that. But I more remember him, I more remember him from college than I remember him from the league. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember him getting busted on weed charges for quite a few times, but <laughs> I don't remember him being like that dude. So yeah. I don't know what Iggy was talking about, but. I just I just want to get y'all opinion on exactly how y'all thought about it because I thought it was blasting me. So I just I think we all share that sentiment. Yeah, you you put me in the draft 10 out of 10 times, and without a doubt, Giannis is my first pick. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Short of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. I, I, I can't yeah, man. Not between them two. Yeah, yeah. Them two? Them two. Nah, yeah, nah. Give a damn about you shooting from half court <laughs> with your left hand. Right. Yeah, I don't give right. a damn about that. At all. I'm taking KD yeah. though. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm taking Giannis still. <laughs> well, I can, that might be a second we can talk about another day. Who, who yeah. we can try first? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can't go wrong with, with KD either. You can't go wrong with you know, KD. You can't go wrong and you can build your franchise around both. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. do both. So, yeah, definitely can do both. So, all right. So, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back to our uh, we'll get into our NFL segment. <clears throat> we're going to get into a few headlines, and we're going to do our breakdown for the NFC West. And our guy, uh, Air Retro DK5, is going to give us uh, his take on this division, the 49ers and others. So we I'm waiting to-, to hear what he got to say about Devo. This is wow. Yeah, we can get into all that. We will be right back. <laughs> Lockdown Defense family, Coach Defense here, reminding you that the Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on YouTube. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also AHA Radio. And here lately, the YouTube page has been taken off, so if you subscribe to that, if you have not, turn your notification bells on so you never miss an upload to the channel. The Lockdown Divas Podcast comes to you each and every week, breaking down the news and views of yours truly, giving you heavy-hitting content, educated opinions on the NFL, NBA, Lakers, and Chargers news as well, my home's base squads. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for edgy, real opinions and news of the popular world of sports, look no further than the Lockdown Davis podcast. 
Also, if you're looking for me in between podcasts, follow me on any all of, any and all of my social media platforms. Uh, Lockdown Defense Sports for Instagram and Twitch. On Twitter, it's Lockdown Defense. And as I actually had a bonus, if you want to get in and get some questions answered in our mailbag, send me a DM on any of those platforms, or you can email me at LockdownDefenseSports at gmail.com. Uh, get those questions in anytime between now and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every week to be eligible to be on the show. The Lockdown Divas Podcast, once again, each and every uh, Tuesday, 10 a.m., on all platforms we get your podcast from. So please tune in, subscribe, and turn your notification bells on so you know exactly when we go live. Now back to the show. All right, so we are back. We are back with our NFL news and, and rumors segment for the reaction. So <laughs> it happened. Finally, it happened. <coughs> Baker Mayfield finally got traded. Yeah, finally got traded. And where he got traded to was an interesting uh, destination, to say the least. So he was traded for a conditional fifth round pick to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so I just got one question in regards to this particular trade for you guys. Is this a fresh start for Baker or this is this his last chance as a, a perennial starting franchise quarterback in the NFL? But you said the key word, perennial starting quarterback. I don't think it would be his last chance to be a quarterback. I think this is his last run as a starter for an NFL franchise barring injury you know, if he goes to another team. But this is going to be his last run uh, to show that he can be one of the top 32 NFL quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what type of – what level of success do you think he has to have as a follow-up question in order for him to prove this year uh, that he can be a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers or anybody else for that matter? I think if he – I think it's going to be more about how he handles himself um, than anything else. Cause I, I don't think anyone's really looking at Carolina uh, as making noise, but if he gets seven wins, eight wins out of Carolina and he plays well, meaning, you know, how he conducts himself, how he acts, what he does to rejuvenate, you know, to, to uh, rejuvenate or inspire the team. If he, plays with that chip on his shoulder, but he also is able to not um, uh, separate people and be divisive. I think that's all. Anything above seven wins, I think is going to be a kudos to, to, to Baker. Um, and he's going to, he's going to find some favor uh, from everybody especially if he gets anything above that you talk about eight nine wins oh man he he may he may be able to write his own ticket in charlotte okay okay what you think Ty? uh i'm a baker mayfield fan let me start off by saying that that what yeah yeah i i, I ain't never said that on the chat i ain't never say that no you did not i think it's completely <laughs> utterly go the other way but right, break it where, where, where's the where's the sound bite <laughs> Breaking news. That <laughs> I was on, but yeah, I like Baker. I don't. I just like him coming out, and the way he played, he like he knows he nice. You know what I'm saying? I like I like players that's, that's out there. Like, yeah, I know I'm nice, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this. You okay. know what? What was that? It was his first year or the second year? He, he was he was frying. But yeah, then second year. Uh, yeah. Kitchens. Matter of fact, I think that's when it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, so is it a fresh start? It is a fresh start, but the thing is, he got to beat out Sam Donald, which he should be able to beat out Sam Donald for the competition. Mm-hmm. And if he does, like her said, he, he he able to write his own check in Carolina. I still don't understand how him and OBJ didn't jail. I'll never understand that. Like, you had OBJ on your team. You should have been just feeding him the rock all times. And you know what I'm saying? You'd have been winning out there. But some, something just didn't click with them. I don't know what it was. It could have been his attitude. They say he got a bad attitude. But who got a bad attitude, Baker or OBJ? Yeah. Well, well, actually, they say OBJ, too, but they were saying Baker. I heard some people from Cleveland was like, yeah, they didn't like his attitude in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I got into it with the uh, – what's the coach name? Stefanski. Stefanski, yeah. I heard they got into it at one point, too. So I okay. can see. But. Okay. Well, if, if all those things are true, it could be a fresh start for him. But um, I, I'm thinking he's on his last chance. I really do. Um just just, just the, all the negativity that he just been surrounding him for the last two years, especially. Um, you know, I didn't I don't think he did himself any favors by playing hurt all this year. You know, it's kind of like, you know, he really put a lot of bad tape out there and kind of left. And there's always what have you done for me lately, you know, when you look at uh evaluating him, you know, going forward. And um, and again, you know, we they basically had to force Cleveland to pay the majority of his salary in order for him to even give him a try run. So he's basically a five million dollar guy for them in this particular uh upcoming season. They're already paying Sam 18 for his Fifth year option, so right. you know, in the whole adage of having two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Uh, it co- you know, conversation that that's another thing that you have to quantify when you talk about uh, what's the Panthers going to be like this year. Um, and again, to, to to Dante's point, he's he has to beat off Sam Donald, but it's not to me. It's not as easy as we think because we got to realize that Donald spent a whole year with Matt Rule. Right, you know, he has an upper hand when it comes to the playbook. You know, from right. from- get, a, uh, get a new office coordinator. Did they? Is it was uh who was the was it McAdoo McAdoo who was who was the Giants coach before that what was his name Ben McAdoo McAdoo yeah. I think McAdoo, yeah. I think McAdoo the OC up there but I thought I thought Rule was calling the plays though oh Rule calling the plays yeah well I mean it, it, that's that's what it, that's where we at I mean you have no it, it ain't like we can change it he <laughs> called the plays so whether McAdoo's the OC or not I mean he might lend he might take the advice of McAdoo but if he's calling the plays like like I, I like Kyle Shanahan does he. he <laughs> It, it really don't matter, you yeah. know. But so it's just one of those things. So if I'm if I'm under McAdoo's system, I know McAdoo's uh, system is play calling his scheme in his playbook already. Then you know, and make a make bigger than get there to July. You yeah. know, training camp start this week, or at least for yeah. the, yeah. this week. Yeah. So you know, for, they got a whole week. You know, basically had three weeks to learn the playbook, and Darnold had a whole year. Right. So that's already that's already already behind the eight ball in that regard. So he's gonna have to do a lot. In my eyes, in order to clearly and utterly beat out uh, Darnold early on, like you know, and I think he needs a whole year. I think he don't have to, he don't want to play this. I, I, he's starting now. I'm starting game. He needs 17 games of good tape, you know, for him to prove to me that and prove to the league that he can be a Carolina can invest in going forward because this is it. Like you have to pay him the bag if you want to keep him, right. you know, as a franchise. If you, if you let him go, then he can get. A one year, another one year prove a deal with somebody else potentially. But if you're going to invest in him, if you're Carolina, you're going to have to give him at least, you know, 20, 30 million dollars a year, you know, at least, you know. Yeah. So, again, you know, I mean, I I think that I, I give the Panthers more credit than most people give them as far as roster building. I think they got, I think they're much better roster wise than they were this year from last year. But, but yet again, it's, uh, it's it starts and stops with the quarterback. You got good receivers. You got a better O line. The defense is, is is stellar in my opinion. You know, so it's just a whether whether or not Baker can deliver. You know, he, McCaffrey stays healthy. You got Chuba Hubbard as a backup. 
you know. So I mean, it's put up a shut up. So I mean, yeah, to to both y'all guys' point, if he does do those things and give you seven, eight, nine wins, then you have to you have to invest in it. But but I have I got a lot of questions because again, you know, with the way he, people describe his attitude and how he's childish and, and immature and things of that nature in certain respects, you can't be like that as a starting quarterback. You just can't. You got to be the leader. You know, especially with him being four to five years into the game right now. Like, it'd be cool if he was his first year and they kind of give him that tag and he can kind of he kind of maturate, you know, you know, throughout his rookie deal. But if you're like that at year five, that's kind of, to me, that's kind of like, that's where, you, that's where you're comfortable in being. You don't care about change. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of questions when it comes to him and him, him, him being a guy going forward. So it's just a wait and see for me. But I think this is the last chance thing. If you don't deliver like you guys to the degree that you guys say, he's he's done. Do you have uh so you got him beating O'Donnell? I don't know. Like I said, it's just a it's just a matter of like he has to go in and he has to he has to shine. Like he has to be head and shoulders above Donald in production in the in the preseason. Mm -hmm. If he does that, then and he delivers an offense runs way better in under his uh quarterbacking versus Donald's, then yeah, easy. But you know, when you got to look at it from the coach's eyes. If if it's close and the guy and, and Darnold is a little more athletic, um, you know, has they probably is a push when it, it comes to arm strength between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But Darnold knows the playbook. He's been in, in the system for a year versus the guy that's just got here and it's close. I'm going to go with the guy that know the playbook better. Yeah, yeah but so, you know, here's here's one thing I will say, and I've been thinking about this. I don't knock Sam Darnold for last year playing through injury right i actually i i that's a push for me because on one hand um you know people want to knock that but at the same time that's what we call for our athletes to do and i get it you know he's a quarterback da 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 but you know to to dk's point you know you're asking him to do something that he's not done and that is to not play with that chip on his shoulder, to not play with that edge. I think in all sincerity, he was going down with the ship. And that's one of the reasons. I do think the other reason was um, nervousness, right? Is one of them situations like, yo, if I st- sit out and I let this backup quarterback come up and he plays lights out, Mm-hmm. then the heat that I'm already receiving is just going to be expounded even more and broadcast even more. Um, and I think that part was a detriment. I think there he could have showed some favor by saying, hey, I'm injured. I'm going to do more to the detriment of the team by coming back and trying to play with these injuries than to stay on the sideline and support my team and to support the quarterback uh, that's the next man up. I think he could have found some good grace, some good favor, some PR if we would have saw that side of Baker compared to the stubbornness of, nope, I'm going to come back um, and now fight through this and take command because of the team because it did end up hurting him, right? Because – Huh? Big time. Yeah, because people forgot. You know, even even though they knew he was injured, Mm -hmm. at some point it's like, okay, we'll give you a couple games, but now that you back and you in the saddle Mm -hmm. and you playing with these injuries, we're gonna judge you 
accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. And forget that you was injured. We're going to judge you accordingly. I think he went from, okay, you try to tough it out to you actually hurt your team more where he could have said, hey, I'm just, I got this labrum. I got these these lower body injuries. I'm just in no way. Uh, and I'm not, I'm nowhere in a place that I can really help my team. I'm going to shut it down get surgery and, and let it go with the, the backup quarterback. Um, but when he stood up there and got in the gunfire, people judged him, him, him accordingly. I actually think that to your point, I think that had he, I mean, clearly Deshaun going there and choosing to go there at the end of the game, still was going to out him regardless. Like, I oh yeah. He could have been a pro bowler last year, and they, and they and they, if they Deshaun to come to you today or tomorrow say I want to come here, Baker's gone. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I just don't. I don't see a scenario where the Browns don't move on that situation. No, but but um, but the same breath. Had he set out and, and not be hurt, I feel like you'd got traded sooner into maybe somewhere where he wanted to go if he hadn't put that bad tape out there. I think that hurt him. Yeah, if he hadn't put hadn't put that bad tape out there and had him, he been he been basically making people re remember back to his year before where they made the playoffs and damn, they made the Super Bowl. You know, there was, they were literally a, what a, uh, a drive away from beating Kansas city. Yeah. The playoffs. So, you know, if you had a, if you had a let people kind of rest on that, they'd probably be like, well, we'll take him, you know, and we'll take the whole $18 million. Cause you know, we feel like that he's, you know, he can take us somewhere. But the fact that he looked so bad this past season, People was like, nah, I'm good. Right. <laughs> like, no, just not. At $18 million too? You want me to take $18 million and that and what he how he played this year? No. Nah, right. No, nah, I'm good. So yeah, I, I really think that, you know, from my perspective, I just think that it's a, it's a last chance for him. But I mean, if he does well and he matures, you know, and he shows that he can lead a team, because that's really what they're looking at. I think they're looking at from not from a play and his his a quarterback and ability. I think they're looking at it from a perspective, can he be can he mature and be a leader? If he right. can do those things, then they can they, they they might give him another shot. But if he can't do those things, that he he devises another locker room, then I, I don't think nobody's going to invest in him in, 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 from this point on. Yeah. Okay. So Rob's in the chat. He said, "I think that he they actually played well for the Browns. Would have never went after if he played well for the Browns. He would never never went after Watson. I don't know. You know how well he would have had to play. Oh my man! I like I said, you had to win the Super Bowl. He had to win the Super Bowl. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, he would have had to win the Super Bowl." He couldn't have won one playoff game. Hell, he couldn't have won two playoff games. He would have, I even think he could have won the Super Bowl and they still would have won. I mean, it's look, it's Deshaun Watson. You're looking at <coughs> a I mean, top before with top five quarterback before he stopped playing. I mean, yeah. that's top five. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been thank you, Baker. We got better trade capital because you are a Super Bowl quarterback, but uh this is Deshaun Watson. Right, we're about to get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so let's move on to talk about the Ravens. Um, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson at at, at a stalemate at a crossroads here. Um, they uh haven't signed uh, a contract or even came close to one for that matter. Um, Lamar Jackson is an independent uh representation of himself and his mom. It's his uh, management, and uh, they've been in talks with the Ravens in regards to an extension. Um, he is on his last year of his deal. Um, but um, as as of right now, before we we're a week away from camp, and there's nothing even close to uh, you know being, uh, I guess you can say, close to being a deal signed. So, where do you think the Ravens are at with Lamar, and um, you know what they sh what should they do in regards to his contract based upon 
who we just talked about in Deshaun Watson's contract being $230 million guaranteed versus what Lamar Jackson is for the Ravens. So what do you what do you think this how do you think the situation ends up? I think that's the overall question. What do, where does this situation end in regards to this contract? I think uh Lamar, he played it well actually. Cause once they, once Cleveland gave uh Watson all that money, he mm-hmm. just had to and be like, I'm in there. So mm-hmm. he's like he just waiting for the Ravens to talk to him because he know he's not getting anything less than what Watson got. Really? Of course, there's no, there's no way. Don't listen. Lamar got an MVP. Watson don't have no MVP. That's true. So he's starting right there. He like, listen, why, why would I make less than what this dude got? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't even make sense. And I saw that he put uh on his Twitter and on his um IG a little I need money or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, For how I, yeah. I didn't say it wasn't nothing, but we all know what that means. Come on. Uh, I'm like crazy. We know what it means. You you want to get paid. So yeah. yeah. If I'm him, I'm just putting putting Watson contract on the table. I'm like, look, I need to make more than this. That's that's what we're starting at. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, you you I, I totally agree. If we're gonna sit down and negotiate, we starting at no less than 235. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's where we starting at, right? Because again. For everything, look, it's one of them situations where even if you came at me with, well, pundits say that Watson's a top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I counter that with let's look at what's tangible. Let's mm-hmm. look at receipts. I'm an MVP. Yeah. What Watson isn't. I've been a model citizen. Yep. Watson, I, you haven't had to deal with what. Cleveland and Houston's had to deal with Mm -hmm. from me right I have done something no other quarterback has done right 3,000 plus a thousand yeah um Mm -hmm. second most wins in this same span as as Dan Marino right um beloved in the in the community um Look at my my look at my statistical record. I've taken us to the playoffs. Watson yeah, hasn't seventy percent, twenty percentage, or something like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So even if it's well, look at these things. Look at what people say. I got what they say about Watson, but look at what I've done. Right. Look at what I've I've been able to accomplish. And so I'm a unanimous a unanimous MVP. Right. Twelve hundred yards rushing, three thousand yards pass. Come on, man. What are we talking about? So mm-hmm. no matter what you really say from an organization standpoint, I'm going to tell you I'm an MVP. And any other quarterback with these type of stats, man, we're not even having this conversation. We're not even having this debate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying down. he should take his MVP trophy and Deshaun Watson's contract and just drop it on their desk and, say, and just say, you know what it is. Right. Oh, listen, drive right by drive right by the, the, the organization. Take the trophy, sit it out front, take the Deshaun Watson contract, sit it out there, mm-hmm. tell them to look at it, and whenever you meet or beat this, then send it to me and I'll sign. But until then, we're not talking about anything less. You're not gonna get me to take anything less, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially when you look at that, when I went back and looked at the contract getting ready for today's show, I was 
I was stunned, right? Because you you know you're thinking like, okay, rookie contracts, quarterback. Even though he went 32nd, okay, he's making X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. His first year, he made four hundred thousand or some crazy. Like he just made a million. Yeah, off. yeah. Those 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 back in first round contracts, though, because they they're already set in stone. Like there's no they they already get they're already mapped out. There's no I can go up or down. You are it, it is what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. He's, the, he's overplayed. Yeah, oh yeah, he's definitely he's, there. He's overplayed. Now I oh. compared to a lot of people, this may get me in trouble. Okay. I don't think he shouldn't show up. That's my opinion. I don't think he shouldn't show up. I, I, I mean, I don't think he won't. I, I don't think it's. I don't think that's a conversation. I just think that it's just a matter of what they're going to just do the paperwork. Like he just not to y'all point. He might not be talking unless we're talking about a certain level of money. Like you know, why would we? I'm gonna play this fifth year out. I'm not. I don't have no inklings of not because I mean he's a, he's a real big team guy. <coughs> he knows right. that he needs to be there for his guys. So I think I don't think it's gonna be a situation where he doesn't show up to camp. I think he'll be there. I right. think he'll be there, um, and he'll be ready to roll, and he's ready to try to win a Super Bowl this year. Now, whatever they do from a management perspective, from our perspective, that's a whole different conversation. But as far as the player himself, he's kind of like KD, like he's gonna show up and play. Yeah. He's show up to play but it's just a matter of what they do in the back end as far as keeping him past this year because what you don't want to do is is have people start rumbling to whether or not he's gonna walk out the door y'all gonna do this franchise tag business because then 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 you got then they're all best off like what quarterbacks are doing right now is they 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 not doing this franchise tag business because they seen what they did to Kirk Cousins they see what they did to Dak Prescott they're not mm-hmm. rocking with it they're not going for it but so, they, could they franchise him though yes they can franchise him for two at least two years after this but he could de- he could deny it, right? Because he's he playing on a tag. No, he don't have to sign a tag, but they can franchise tag him. They will have his right. So he either has to play on the tag or he just don't play. Look, man, take 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 a take a page out of the most untalked about average high paid quarterback in NFL history, mm. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, two years skyrocketed his. He's the Rudy Gobert of the NFL. Listen, He's stealing. <laughs> and 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 we all know if Lamar hits the open market, a lot mm-hmm. of people can talk about, oh, he's not this, and he leads with his legs, and da 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 da. I can tell you, there's there's at least twenty seven teams that will be ready to oh, make a play for Lamar. They're gonna back up the breach truck for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, let, 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 listen, let Seattle get wind of Lamar Jackson available. They will, trust me, they're looking for the next Russell Wilson. They will back it up. They don't give a damn about the draft. Yes. Taylor Williams and, 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 and all the boys coming out in the next couple of years, they will back up the Briggs truck and get Lamar Jackson to Seattle. Yes, right sir. here, right now. Yes, sir. Right here, right now. So, <coughs> um, I don't know if Lamar Jackson really pressed to get the contract like during the season. He might just say play it out, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see that too. He 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 is one of those guys. He'd be like, okay, you right. know, I ain't gonna because I like I said, this is the I'm shocked because he's actually talking. Well, not talking, you know, he changed his Twitter handle. Right, and, right, right. But outside of that, he's pretty much been like, I ain't gonna talk about it. And I'm I sure, I appreciate that. I'm sure he got a big insurance policy out there on himself. Oh, oh that guy gotta, gotta have that. He gotta have that. Good, he good if he you know if something something happens to him, he good. Yeah, yeah. And just play it out. Like, all right, we're gonna see this season. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back this season. Injuries last year. I'm gonna show y'all what's up this year. So right. But he's smart, right? If you look at it, he's never really taken a huge, huge shot as much as he runs. He's he's mm-hmm. gotten hit. And I, you know, last year was one of the first times people were able to tee off on him mm-hmm. in that way. 
Um, but before that, as much as he ran, especially his MVP season, Lamar is very aware where people are around him, and he gets either out of bounds or he just outruns people. Well, that, that becomes being that damn fast. If you do that fast, you can kind of see, you got to predict <laughs> where, the, where the drama's going to come from before right. you got to get out of the way. Right. You know, I, it's, it's ridiculous how fast he is and how he can avoid things. I saw a picture. He looked like he bulked up a little bit. Oh, he oh yeah. He can gain oh, weight, yeah. too. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get him a few pounds. That's because I think that's the, he as he that's why he didn't show up to volunteer OTAs the first week because he was trying to finish his training regiment. Okay. His training had him on because they was like, well, he, he didn't report on must be his contract. No, he was trying to finish that weight program. Yeah, that his, his trainer had him on so he can come back and be right for the season. So yeah, that, he went he went de- he went deep down into Duval County <laughs> and got some. He got prison weight put on it. That ain't that ain't normal football weight. That's prison weight. Right, he might be working out on the block. He might be running yeah. on the snow block. Yeah, so, yeah. Living concrete weights. He ain't living no regular stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I think we all agree that they go. They they need to pay him now. Now, my guy Rob in the chat. He he he's having he's uh he's having a rough moment with this with this whole money thing. Like he's right. talking about that. You know, he said that they need to pay Jackson but not watch some money now. I'm sure that the league is the league is hating Rudy Gobert from the NBA perspective. And they're hating Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns from, from yeah. that perspective too, because they messed the market up. Mm-hmm. Market up. The business is hard to get done now because of that aspect. Because they got that one contract out there to say, hey, this guy's making as much as he He might not even play this year. He making $230 million. Right. I'm playing. I'm we we in we in a hunt, you know. So we got just as much a chance as anybody else to win the title this yeah. year based on our roster. If we stay healthy, so we, we, what are we talking about here? Right. So, you know, so and I agree with Rob that it's changing the dynamic. They're going to have to skip in other areas now, you know, because the cap, the cap business is what it's going to be. Like, you know, even with a new TV deal that's supposed to come up and this new Sunday ticket thing is going to happen, they're going to get more money out of revenue for the league. So, I mean, the cap will go up a little bit, but it ain't going to go up dramatically. And, and contracts for quarterbacks are going up. You know, we're talking 50, you know, 50, 50, 50, $55 million per person now. Yeah. You know, so Kyler Murray looking at that salivating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Justin, I mean, and then I got Justin Herbert. Like he's, I mean, let's be real. Justin Herbert won MVP this year. He's gonna break the bank. <laughs> let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. So, you know, and they probably would they'd be smart to pay him early. Listen, you know, Justin, Justin and Joe Burrow gonna reset the quarterback landscape when yeah. they come up for their contracts. We talking we talking no less than 45 50. And, and that's 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 the front end. That's gonna get backloaded into like 50 to 60. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's rough. It's rough yeah. out here. So yeah. you know where, where do you we we're thankful that these receivers are coming out in droves where you ain't got to pay them for four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> the receivers that you ain't got to pay because right. you pay Debo and DK and 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 AJ and all these guys at the same time, you, you, it ain't happening. <laughs> it right. just ain't happening. You pay your quarterback too much. So we'll see. But again, we'll just we'll keep an eye on it. But we'll we all in agreement that they got to pay them. It's just a question of when. Yep. yep. All right. So let's get into the heart of what we talk, what we want to talk about here. Let's talk about the NFC West. So we're gonna break down each team as we've been doing our segments for the last uh, shoot six seven weeks now, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Um, each division from, from a roster perspective, what they did in the draft, free agency, coaching changes, and uh, what we feel like the over and under wins are gonna be this season. So we have our special guest here. I, I got Air Retro DK Five on Twitter, Forty um, Niners uh, fanatic. Um, so uh, this is his division. So we want to bring him on and get his take on what his division is going to look like this year um, in, in the landscape of 2022 uh, NFL season. So 
let's jump off. Let's start with the 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 most woeful team in the division. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks first. So, as everybody knows right now, unless you've been living under a rock, that they a lot of changes have gone on in Seattle. Uh, Pete Carroll's still there, but uh, Russell Wilson isn't. So, uh, the massive trade uh, they made with Denver in the offseason, they traded Russell Wilson um, and a bunch of first-round picks for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris um, to go over to Seattle. So, that's your uh, technically backup quarterback. We don't know how that's going to turn out with him and Geno Smith. Um, Noah Fant, it's a tight end. Shelby Harris, a solid D-tackle. And they also signed you, Chinna Nwosu, in free agency, uh, pass rushing outside linebacker from the Chargers. So, um that's basically what they did in free agency. Um, I guess the, the, the I guess the most glaring topic we have to talk about here is that uh, what this team is going to look like and how they're going to move forward without Russell Wilson. So how do y'all feel about that? So let's just get that out of the way before we actually talk roster and what they did in the draft and free agency. <laughs> I think they're going to struggle. I mean, they starting Drew Locke. I mean, I mean Drew Locke or, or Geno Smith. I, that's that's definitely a step back. Struggle with dollars. I mean, you still got players though. You still got Metcalf. So yeah, yeah. Tyler Lockett. You know, yeah. You got no fan of tight end. Who was a who was a who's a great receiving tight end. That's yeah. your boy, no offense. Uh, uh, what do you say? No, no offense. Your boy. <laughs> yeah, your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of your fantasy championship. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I hate Seattle, so I, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what to rightfully say. So, rightfully so, yeah, rightfully so. I mean, you know, I mean, again, they they they're they're rebuilding uh, clearly, in my opinion. Like, I think they're rebuilding. Um, it's just a question of what they're, you know, are they are they long rebuilding or short rebuilding? Is you know, retooling or rebuilding? Because again, it starts and starts with the quarterback. Like, if you don't, if you, if you're looking at it from a perspective, you going to the season with Drew Lockett, you know, Smith, it's not going to bode well for you. They got a stable of running backs. They got. Receivers galore, they got tight ends galore, they got weapons, you know, off an all line. You know, they were starting to retool the defense, but if you don't have a quarterback, what are we really talking about here? You know, and uh, but I did like what they did in the draft. I mean, they went out and got Charles Cross, one of the best offensive tackles in the draft. Boye Moffitt, great defensive end. Uh, Kenneth Walker, great running back from, from Mississippi State. Abraham Lucas, another offensive tackle, um, in the draft, underrated. And Kobe Bryant, uh, cornerback. Um, so they got a lot of pieces. I mean, they got a, got a whole, I mean, if you want, if you, if you look at a different perspective, the draft free agency, they got all of that because of the Russell Wilson trade. Right. So I would say it was worth it in a sense, mm-hmm. but where's your quarterback at? That's still, that's still a, the, the, the glaring topic. So, um, I mean, so how you feel about, how you feel about the, 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 the roster, um, minus Russell Wilson? I mean, that minus is a big minus, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even though they got a stable of running backs, I don't remember last time they've had a running back stay healthy for the whole season. That's a fact. You know, and and um, even though you got DK, Tyler Lockett, extremely underrated. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant um, showed that he is a high, you know, top 10 type of tight end talent. Some, you know, Seattle has just fallen off. And if Seattle did what they did, with Russell Wilson last year, you can't tell me that Drew Locke coming in or Geno Smith taking over is going to equal or supersede what Russell was able to do. Now, I know it's been some rumblings, you know, reports that um, Russell held on to the ball too long. That's why you saw his sacks as high as they were. But the one thing that you can't say is Russell's not a hell of a quarterback, right? Um and I just don't see Drew Locke 
or Geno being the type of player to take them above fourth in their division. So, uh, I mean, you know, wish them well, but this is not the Seattle that we remember that was a constant dominant team or fighting for the top in the division. So, Did, did y'all know that like, out of sight of last season that they never had a losing season while Russell Wilson was a quarterback? That says a lot. Yeah, I, I knew. <laughs> of course you know. Of course you know. <laughs> but I just want the audience to know that that, that was the case. Yeah. Like, you know, 19 wins every year, guaranteed. Guaranteed 19 wins or more. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so let's ask the question because the, the rumor now is that, you know, Seattle has picked up the phone. Uh, with, with Baker going to, to Carolina, Seattle took up the phone and then they've called down Ooh. south to, to, to uh, the, Golden, the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Talking to San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo's services. So, my question is this: If that is true, and they are looking to upgrade their quarterback room and not wait to the draft, because I mean, if they have a struggling season, likely, likely they'll have a high draft pick, and they can almost have surely had a pick of rookie quarterbacks coming out in the draft. But if they're looking for either to upgrade their quarterback room or to get a guy in now that's a veteran. Jimmy G is the best guy on the market at the moment. So because he's in division, because he's literally will have to play his old team twice a year. Brother Tay, whoop, 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 how would you feel if he went to Seattle one? And what would it take for y'all to be comfortable trading him in division? You saw, you saw my tweet I sent out to uh, John Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I, I say you, you must be crazy if you think you're going to trade Jimmy in the division. Cause he he's not cooked. That it ain't like when when the uh, commanders or however you want to call them made that trade for Donovan McNabb within the division of the NFC East. True. So you you don't want to do that. And what what they got? You got Seattle over under six and a half. Yeah. Jimmy gonna give them about eight or nine wins. Off True. The so I don't want I don't want to see that happen at, at all. Of course, of course. So it would be it'd be crazy if they do something like that. I don't think they would though. They they. They hate Seattle, so they not they're not gonna trade him. They wouldn't let him trade go to Seattle. Only way he'll go there if they somehow release him. Okay. With that, with that, that price tag, they're not releasing that's too much of a cap hit. Like you gotta recoup something for him for sure. They say the cap is not bad after uh I forgot was it a specific date. The cap is actually not that bad. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know he's he making like twenty something million dollars this year. They don't release him. they know Seattle, like you said, probably gonna try to sign him. Oh yeah, if he if he if he's a free if he's a free guy if he's a free free agent yeah, yeah. they swooping in, they swooping in, yeah. Okay, so Rob said that y'all better not y'all better not trade Jimmy G and, and San Francisco he he shouldn't go because he's not sold on Trey Lance. So we gonna get to that in a minute. We are okay. gonna talk about Trey Lance in a minute, but he does not want to see him go to Seattle, obviously in trade. So you know, I'm just curious that if he did try to completely you know change the landscape and trade him in division, what would it cost? Because it, it would it would probably cost Carolina or a team in, in the AFC a, a small price tag, you know, second, third rounder maybe. But you might be talking players and picks for his services to go within division. They ain't gonna give us no first, but they'll mm-hmm. give us. I don't even know if they give us a second. They probably give us a second, second and a player probably or something like that, or like two thirds or something. It depends on what what Seattle has, but I can't see him doing it though. What if what if they uh what if they swap uh uh unhappy wide receivers? We swap DK and Debo and uh, we give you a second for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
Nah, we keep it Debo. We keep it Debo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So, Curry, what do you what do you feel like is going to happen with Jimmy G? Do you think he go to Seattle or no? Just real quick. No, I don't. I think he stays in. Yeah, I, I think he stays where he is. Or or if he does, they're not gonna they're not gonna trade him in the division. Okay. Okay. Well, stranger things will happen, but you know it, it's, it's it's been put out there, so we'll we'll see. All right, so let's 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 so over so let's give our prediction over on this before we move on. Do you think right as this team is right now? Because I, I agree with you, say if they get Jimmy G, the over under got to change. They ain't six and a half no more. It got to go up. Yeah, yeah but if right now is where the team stand right now. Do you think they're over and under six and a half? Nice. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> under. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like that with you. Under, I agree. Under, Rob's going. Damn, on. Rob, three and fourteen. Damn, Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Jacksonville. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so we all agree with the under so far. But again, yeah. Jimmy G, I guarantee you that changes. Yeah. All right, so let's talk, move over to the Cardinals. And there's a lot of turmoil going on with the Cardinals uh, as a team. Um, Kyler Murray is unhappy with his contract. And, and and to Kurt's point, you know, they're not making a whole lot of dollars in that fifth-year option, you know, where he's playing on as a starting quarterback. And we, I believe he was the number one overall pick, right? So... Yeah, so he's not having this contract. He wants to get paid. And of course, he's doing probably doing what's similar to what Lamar is doing, saying that you know Deshaun got two hundred and thirty. I need that money. He ain't so, getting money. No, you're not. Now I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying he got to be. He want to be somewhere in that in that neighborhood. If he if he's getting paid, he want to be paid market value. If I'm your franchise, yeah. Yeah. So so in free agency, they didn't do much in free agency in the sense of getting new players. Um, they basically resigned people and they made a big trade. So they went out and on draft night and got um and got Hollywood Brown from the Ravens for a first rounder. They re-signed James Conner, they re-signed Zachary, they re-signed AJ Green. Of course, they had already had DeAndre Hopkins in house. Um, so they reloaded their weapons. The only person they really lost um, from a weapons perspective is uh Christian Kerr, who went over to the Jaguars. Um, and in the draft, they got some developmental guys. I want to say I think Trey McBride, the tight end, is a good pickup for them as a second tight end. Um, they got Cameron Thomas, defensive end. Uh, and my Jay Sanders, another defense man, so they're trying to uh, get younger in their pass rush, and JJ Watts getting long in the tooth. So, um, so based upon their roster moves, and you know, no coaching staff has been changed. Kingsbury is still there with his regime. Um, you know, so I guess you can as a twofold question we can ask here. So, do they do they rectify this Kyler Murray contract situation before before the season starts? And what happens with the team if they don't? Mm. That's a that's a good question. I I forgot I completely forgot all about uh Kyler Murray and that contract situation because you ain't been hearing too much about it. Right. So I don't know if they get it done because training camp starts uh, next week. Yeah, well the rookies report this week and the veterans on the 26th. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know if they gonna if they're gonna get it done. I mean, he's gonna play regardless. I can't see him sitting out either. Because mm-hmm. you know, they they need him and they, if they ain't got Kyler Murray, they don't have they they done anyway. You can forget it, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I don't know. That's interesting. What you what you think, Kurt? Well, I think there is some comfort um, because you know they picked up his fifth year option, so now he's making twenty nine million. So he's going to be ma- making, yeah, because they picked up his fifth year option. He's guaranteed twenty nine mil. Jesus, I thought it was less than that. Exactly. Mm. So you know you're talking about at least at least twenty nine plus, right, mm. for long term. Um, look, I I think with the addition of Hollywood is more of a comfort thing than anything else, right? I I can't say, um, 
Hollywood is going to be some life-changing receiver option. It's more just he they played each other, they played uh, on the same team, so they had that familiar familiarity with each other. Um, Arizona is one of those teams, right? You look on paper, you think they should, but then they get in the game and they end up being, you know, they go look. And we've seen. Here's the thing that I think people need to remember. We've seen what happens when DeAndre is not there. They're a total different team. Forget they Kyler. Are. They are. When DeAndre doesn't start or play, mm-hmm. they're not the same team. And we have 100%. He's suspended. He's suspended for the first six games. Yeah, six games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First six games. They schedule see if the, if the schedule back a little bit. Like, the first six games look like. Because yeah. that'll, that'll determine a lot. It will. They will. Hell, they they last year they games were easy on the back when when DeAndre was uh hurt. hurt and they couldn't you know that's one of the reasons why people talk about Kyler uh being what he that he just disappeared during the games right um I think I think DeAndre is just one of those players man what he does to uplift the team and how much he demands attention. Um, is just different, right? And I and, and without him being there, I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt that offense some. But um, you know, they picked up, like you said, coach. They picked up two defensive ends. I think they recognize that um, JJ is really at that end of the road. You know, he's had those back injuries have really taken him from being. Oh man, one of the, you know in the in the talks like they were they're talking about Aaron Donald. Right. Uh, he was there for a couple of years, man. He was unblockable. Yeah, right. We, we won defensive MVP like three years in a row. Yeah, and he was he he was that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the tight end is going to help. Uh, yeah. you know, again, uh, one of your one of a, a quarterback's favorite friend is a tight end. Um, but I still. Which Kyler are we gonna we're gonna see? Talented, super talented, um, can throw every pass. Even if he's a little shorter, he's one of the most scariest quarterbacks behind Lamar uh, with his feet mm-hmm. um, as a quarterback. But mm-hmm. you know, when I look overall, I'm, I'm still don't know which Arizona team. Looking at the over and under, man, you're talking about them going nine and eight. 10 and 7. I don't know how they're going to do with these first six games without DeAndre. I'm, I'm nervous about great, that. Great question. And, and whether or not uh, Kyler is happy at this situation. Like, like if you don't, if you don't get nothing done with this contract, I think that's really a sticking point. And you gotta, you gotta um, you gotta try to ask yourself whether or not he's gonna play up to his potential. What I kind of right. alluded to about DeAndre Aiden about how he how the contract's looming in the back of his mind and he's gonna kind of pick his spots and, and prove to you that if, if I'm not happy and I'm not playing well, we go, we go nowhere. Right. You know, so, you know, he could be as coach, 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 favorite words is petty. He could be petty and say that, you know, I'm just going to prove to you that, you know, we go nowhere without my legs and my arm. So if you don't want to pay me, then you know, you suffer the consequences. No matter how much, how many weapons, how much weapons we got, no matter what our weaponry is, we don't. We're not going to be successful in this division without me paying, playing at a high level. So pay me and get it over with, or or we just going to be mediocre going into the season. And just just what you want to have to deal with. That's good. That's what it's going to boil down to. So um, you know, I'm I'm a little skeptical going over under too because I mean they got it at nine, and I'm like I don't know. Like you said, the first this game is going to tell a lot. 
you yeah. know, who, who they play. Because if they if they got a light schedule in the first first, first you know six or seven games, then it might not be a big of a deal. They could go three and three. If I just looked at it. They have the Chiefs, Ooh. the Raiders, mm. the Rams, Panthers, Eagles, and Seahawks. Oh God, that's on, I only count two wins in that. Wins. I only got two wins. <laughs> I gave it a push with the Eagles. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I give it a push too, but I only see two guarantees. Yeah, I, I, I was being lenient saying that they can beat the Eagles. That, that Philly game, where is that game being played? Is that at Philly? Arizona. Or? Okay, all right. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so, yeah, I give it 50 50 there, but I'm going two and a half there. I can't I can't say that it's going to be guaranteed. <laughs> I, it's not. Uh-uh. Because oh, listen, listen, after that, though, they have the Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, Rams, mm-hmm. 49ers. Chargers and Patriots. Oh, they got a nice tough schedule. Yeah, man, it's pretty tough. Bro, that that is a bug. That's yeah. uh, give me the under. give me the under. Yeah, I want the under. <laughs> I want the under. So I can't I can't go nine. <laughs> I, go nine. I know the schedule. And they play us too now. Your starting wide receivers for the first six games gonna be Hollywood and AJ Green. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going under. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Short of them bringing Julio Jones in. <laughs> I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm going under for me. I'm going under for me. Rob said 5 and 12 or 6 and 11. That's what he said. At best. <laughs> That's what he said. At best. At best. Yeah. What you got, Curry? Over and under. Oh, I'm hell yeah. I'm taking under. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about the 49ers. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. So um, you know, typical 49er fashion, you know, they, you know, they uh they make a lot of under the radar moves. You know, they they move in silence and violence, like I like to say. You know, they they not real flashy with they move, they just they just move. So I guess one I guess the flashy move they made is they went out and got your Javarius Ward from the from the from the Kansas City Chiefs. Finally, got a cornerback in the room. You know, we that secondary's been a, a talking point for for years. For years. I mean, you know, I can I, I mean, tell me when the last time you really was comfortable with the secondary. Please tell me. Uh, when we had when we had that secondary with Carlos Rogers and all them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, which was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> a while ago. So, um, so they resigned Jeff Wilson. They resigned Jason Ferret. Uh, like I said, they paid Traverius Ward, and I got and when I got Greg Odom, who was an underrated signing, and I didn't realize that until I did the research. That yeah. Greg Odom signing is a good one, uh, especially with, with I think Jimmy Ward got with, with he left, right? Nah, he's Tart left. Tart left. Tart left. Tart left. Okay, so Tart was gone. So so Odom comes in and replaces Tart. Yeah. So um. No, but I think they're gonna start. Uh, I don't think Odom will start. I think they're gonna start uh, Hufanga. Really? And they they love Hufanga. It, but he he was good, but I don't know if he could cover. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, so yeah. So, and again, they went out and got Drake Jackson, uh, offensive line, outside linebacker, pass rusher. Um, they got Tyron Davis Price, running back, which is as is, 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 is if y'all need a bunch of running backs, the only stay with the running backs y'all already had. Mm-hmm. You got you got Wilson back. You got Elijah Mitchell still in the house. Trey Sherman. And you went out and got another one. Oh, Yeah, I don't know. So then you got Danny Gray, wide receiver. Uh, nice slot receiver uh, and from out of the draft. So, um, so tell me, you know, give us a, give us your full and absolute breakdown of what you feel like y'all did in the draft, y'all did in free agency, and how that's going to upgrade your team going into the season. So the free agency, I was, I mean, we, we ain't make too much noise like you said. We move in silence, but I love 
the Traverius Ward signing because we're going to have right on the other side to match up with Emmanuel Mosley. Yes. Emmanuel yes. locks down. So Traverius mm-hmm. Ward could be locked down too. He don't make that many interceptions, but I've seen his tape. He's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice with it. I'm happy about that. Okay. I'm worried about who they're going to put in the slot though because you know we lost uh, K1 Williams to the to the Broncos. Right. So I want to see if they're going if they're going to put the uh, the young cornerback Ambry Thomas. They might him put him in the slot or one of the or one of the rookies or they might just go with the old vet Dante Johnson. I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. For the draft, Jake Drake Jackson, I liked him, but he seemed like he seemed like he might have weight issues. Like he seemed kind of big. Like I don't I don't know if he can maintain that weight to me. Okay. Going to play on that because it seemed like they I don't know if they're gonna have him playing in the dirt or they're gonna have him standing up. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like, they might want to put him opposite of uh, Bosa because I don't think um, what's the dude D four? I think they both done with him. So they should, yeah, they, they probably should be. Yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, so I don't know. What, and I like that, like you said, we got plethora of running backs, but I think uh, Ty Davis Price, I think he might back up uh, Elijah Mitchell. Think so? Yeah. It's, okay. Just something when he get these running backs in there. It's just something. I think Trey Sermon's still in the doghouse, but they gonna try to try to get him. Working back in, but I don't see him, uh, seeing, you know what I'm saying, Roger Mitchell or, or the rookie. So, okay, I'll be interested. Okay, hard receivers, we good. I know y'all wondering my take on Debo, you know. Yeah, please tell us, please tell us. At first, I was upset because I just didn't understand, you know what I'm saying, what's the point? You're gonna get your money anyway, they're gonna pay you. I think he was pouting, and, and the stuff that was coming out was talking about he. He didn't want to play the wide back role, but he was selling merchandise that said wide back. So it mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? I think he I don't I don't understand what, what the problem is. Why why you, you know what I'm saying? Why you put that out there to request a trade? And where were you gonna go? They they wasn't gonna trade you to where you wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's a spur of the moment or or in the moment type of deal. He saw that Devonta Adams got to go where he wanted to go. Tyreek got to go where he wanted to go. So he figured, I'm going to jump on the train too and say, hey, let me go where I want to go too. So, you know, just, just, just busy riding the wave. That's, yeah, that's, that's what he wanted to do. But then now that I saw that uh, McLaurin got his contract, Debo, mm-hmm. I want, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Lamar, he going to put that contract on it. It was like, look, I want a little bit more than McLaurin. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Put and the Niners, I think they're gonna work with them. Not will they get a contract done before or camp opens? That's gonna be tough. Okay. I, I haven't heard anything, but he hasn't been making no noise either. So I don't know. He been he been kind of quiet, which is which is a little weird for Debo. Okay. So okay. I don't know. I'm yeah. still I'm still up in there. And as for Trey Lance, uh, I don't know. I can't. I, I like Trey Lance, but we haven't seen. You know what I'm saying we haven't seen like two games from him, so it's 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 going to be all on him now. So I, Jimmy G is not coming back. He, I don't even think he should be on the roster. Okay, because that's going that's going to mess up. It's, it's just going to mess up everything. If you still got Jimmy G on the roster, Lance going to be behind his back every time he throw an interception. The fans, I think the fans going. I would say they turn on Lance, but. 49ers fans be real fickle when they come when it comes to the QBs. Like it's half that love Jimmy, and then it's half that hate Jimmy. So okay. it's, just, it's just gonna be crazy. So I know they're gonna be calling for him if if Jimmy somehow still on the roster. But you don't want that on QB that's twenty what twenty million dollars as a backup QB? No, nah, that's too much money. That's too much money. Yeah, yeah. So, Spending some of that money on Debo and let let, let Jimmy walk. Exactly. And then you know we still got we still got pay Bosa. So that yeah, well, he, he coming up with his fifth year option, isn't he? Yeah, but that's you know they're gonna try to get him out the way. Yeah, so, 
that's gonna be crazy too. So they got they got a bunch of that money. Yeah. If, if if Joey if if Nick would have paid like pay like Joey, he gonna have, he gonna cost a pretty penny. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 If Debo wants to play wide receiver exclusively, will he still be as effective as a as a play as playing that dual role that he played last year? See, I think I think he I think he'd be better off playing wide receiver exclusively. Cause I think that that whole uh wide back thing last year worked mm-hmm. last year. Right. This year, teams gonna be ready for that. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Once I see I see Debo in the backfield, I'm like, all right, they either gonna fake it or he getting the ball somehow, some way. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on that. So Cal's not gonna use I don't see him using that, that uh Debo in the backfield as much as he did. Plus, he don't want him getting getting hurt. Debo was getting punished back there in some of them games. He was he was banged up the end of the last yeah. season. Yeah, every time he's getting hit, he was getting up slow. I was like, man, they're gonna kill this dude right here. Right, exactly. Work. Okay. Like, man, when he was getting hit, I'm like, man, get this dude out of here, man. Put him at the wide receiver spot. Right. But I think Trey, Trey gonna be good for Debo. He definitely gonna be good for IU. I see they got a little chemistry now. I follow them on social media, so they be hanging out heavy. So I see okay. going on there. So they I think Kyle gonna finally try try air the, air the ball out. Cause you know he was real conservative with Jimmy G. He wasn't he wasn't throwing down the field like he needed to. Mm-hmm. I think he finally, he finally gonna air it out and then let finally uh hopefully Kittle stay healthy. And you know what I'm saying? That's a matchup nightmare. So anybody, <laughs> pretty much anybody. So yeah, yeah. I I definitely I definitely like what they're what they're building over there. It's just, it, again, you just gotta solve the question of quarterback. Right. Um, you know, you know, I, I I still would like to see them get a little bit better in the secondary, but it did make some moves. Um, in that regard, and clearly, clearly the pass rush and that and that and them two dogs that got in the middle on Greenlaw and and uh and my boyfriend Warner. That's <laughs> not the NFL. Listen, I will. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I would say that. Listen, I would say that it's close. Right, <laughs> but but them two pit bulls in 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 Tampa Bay get, get got something to say about that. Them two. Did I, did I hear the best That's linebacker duo in the NFL? I do. Oh, I'm talking about the best linebacker. He, he the best. He the best linebacker out there. Who? Fred Warner. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> it's, it, it, he's up there. Like, that yeah. Fred he's top a- five. He's top five. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely a three down linebacker. But I, I I gotta I gotta say I gotta give credit to my boy, the maniac in, in, in Indy. I gotta give credit to my boy. Like like he's 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 a, he's a flat out machine. Like for real. Like he's yeah. he's a out machine, so I you know yeah. and, and Devin White is is a dog too. Like he's like I said, that's why I call him the two Rockwilders. They just yeah. they yeah. just two like the two Rockwilders yeah. leash in, in Tampa, man. Sleeping, we got actually our, our linebacker trio. You sleeping on Aziz Shahir? That man is nice. He he can play too. You're right. You're absolutely right. He can play too. Again, I mean, if, if we look at that totality, like 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 Bryce linebacker group, like their room. Yeah. might have the best because it couldn't because he could play too. But like as far as the interior, like the interior dogs, especially especially since the Tampa Bay playing at three four, then yeah, the the Devin White and Lavasi David are the best interiors in in in, in on on a duo, best interior duo to me. But um, but yeah, that Greenlaw and uh and Fred Warner, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, their boys can go. So they might they might let him go and just Ooh. keep uh, Greenlaw. I think this is last year. Oh, okay, okay. They, I, I know he was in trade rumors last year, but he got hurt, so I don't know okay. how that was gonna work out. No, you got replace with with him though, because he that's a lot of production. You let you that's leaving. I know, but we I was I'll see uh Shahid, he nice. Okay. He, he take that spot. Okay. I'm sleeping on uh Jimmy Ward though. Jimmy Ward is like 
uh, B safety, he just doesn't get any recognition. Recognition. I don't know what it is. They did. They just because he don't intercept the ball, but right. His defense, his smartness, man, he just nice out there. I love you. Okay. For like the longest. Huh? Yeah, like I said, I like I like what they're doing in totality. Like it's just a matter of solving the quarterback situation, and and uh and outside of that, I think you're fine. I mean, interior linemen. Yeah, you know, the line, the offensive line kind of shaky. Yeah, a little bit. Like the y'all, y'all tackles are good, but the interior line is kind of, kind of, kind of got questions with that. But you know, if they can zone block, you know, they cow find a way to make them productive. That that's that's just it. He's just a mastermind when it comes down to running schemes and, and getting people, um, getting people yards. I mean, he he can get a guy off the off the street. Say, hey, can you play running back? All right, come on, you have a thousand yards this year. <laughs> so, you know, that's one good thing. So, talking about the team as a whole, we got over and under a ten. Um, so what do you think they land at and then never got? I mean, of course you you're biased, but I'm a, I'm gonna get your get your opinion on it before we go to Kurt. I'm a uh I'm right at 10. So I mean I'm right at 10. So I say over. Give me eleven. I, I yeah. say okay. yeah. you know how to look at the schedule a thousand times. So of course you have. Of course you have. I got us locked down for about eleven. Ten or eleven for sure. Okay. We're making the playoffs. All right. So Kurt, Kurt, what you got on the 49ers? Um Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna stand up here and contend against this 49er savant that just <laughs> broke it down for us. Uh, but um, I agree. I have them eight or eight and nine. Um, looking at the schedule and in the division, you know, we know that division they're gonna beat up on each other, mm-hmm. uh, right? Um, and we still. And <clears throat> here's the thing. If they do totally give it over to Trey, we don't know who we're getting, right? Um, this would be the first year. Uh, and so even though he's super talented, this would be technically his, what, first senior, real- first real year. Technically, you look at it, he'd be a senior in college True. Um, right now. So I think, you know, the 49ers are just one of those teams too. Um, they're tough, they're gritty, uh, they're going to bring their lunch pail, but how much does the McDaniel, McDaniel leaving hurt them? Right. And so how much does that impact, um, that organization and, and everything in totality, right? We know that the coach, the head coach, amazing mind for football, uh, but how much does McDaniel hurt the chemistry of that team? And so with that being said, yeah, I got them at eight and nine, eight, 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 nine right now coming to this, this season. Best nine and eight, uh, but 10 wins is going to be a stretch in the NFC. Okay. Yeah, I actually had them at uh, eight, nine myself on my win-loss uh, sheet. I had to look it up um, based upon who I had. And I actually, I, I let the cat out of the bag. I said that they would um, – they would win their first two. They would lose their second two. Win the next two. Win, win, lose week six. Win week eight on a bye week, week nine. Lose week uh, 10 and 11. Lose week 12. Then win week 13. Lose week 14. And win week 15, 16. And lose the last two. That's Ooh. what I, that's I what thought I, you was about to be petty and say lose on their bye week. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so but again, it's all, again. It's still question marks for me. I mean, once they just make this uh, deciding move on what the quarterback's going to be, if Jimmy G is completely not in the room at all, because I would I would not say he divides the room if he's there. 
you know, so if he if he's not there at all in his trade as a team, then we can really talk about exactly what they're going to do this season. But you know, based upon I'm just looking at it from what's what they have right now at this very moment, and I got him at eight nine. So we'll see. So I'm gonna go under. Okay. All right. So lastly, lastly, we got the Rams, the Super Bowl champions. Um, I I mean, but the biggest thing you can say about the Rams is that the cap don't matter. <laughs> you know, the cap don't matter. They they have proved that the cap does not matter to them and it doesn't exist for them. Um, they were able to uh, bring back Troy Hill after they traded him away last season. They bring him back in trade for a, a short order draft pick from the Browns. So they got a cornerback that go opposite uh, Jalen Ramsey that was uh, lost. I guess the void that was lost by Darius Williams leaving. And um, they were able to sign Bobby Wagner by some means after he got let go in Seattle. I don't know how they pulled that off and gave him a nice deal. And on top of that, they signed Allen Robinson uh, to a nice uh, deal from the Bears. So they got another receiver to go along with Cooper Cup. They got a new corner. They got a new middle linebacker with Troy Reader leaving to go into the other team that LA the Chargers. So um, they re-signed Matt Stafford to an extension. They re- gave Cooper Cup his money, made him one of the highest paid receivers in the league. And they, re-sc- they re-sc- restructured Darren Donald to make him the highest paid defensive player for the third time. Right. So, uh, I mean, what can you say? I, I don't know. Like I said, whoever they, whoever their their bookkeepers are, they need to do part time work for the U.S. government because they need to, <laughs> need to figure out how to balance the budget because clearly they got it down. Right they got it down. now, you know, sneaky moves, but you know, I guess you can say developmental moves. They mean the draft. They didn't have a pick to the third round, so they got Logan Brush, a guard. They got Kyron Williams, a running back, which I like, and Quentin Lake is a sneaky pick safety they got. I'm just going to fit in and play a, a limited role in uh, in boxing and cover safety for them. So. Um, what do we feel about the Rams? I mean, you know, are they, you know, we talking Super Bowl hangover? We're talking, you know, retooled and ready to make another run. I mean, they got all their pieces and still don't know if OBJ is going to be back at some point after this injury. You know, where, where, did, where did the Rams land for you? Uh, it's, of course, leading to our NC West expert first. Where did, where did they stand with you right now? I think, I mean, they lost, they lost some key people, but that Allen Robinson signing really scares me because – Allen Robinson is nice, but when he was when he's with the Bears, I guess he just ain't had a right quarterback or whatever. But I know that's clear. That's clear. I seen him like fry, so I'm like, yeah, I know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna cook with with the Rams. So it's gonna be interesting to see how him and um him and Cup on the other side, on both sides. That's gonna be scary for uh as a back. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner, I mean, he's still he's still decent, but decent. He's still decent. He he yeah. works. That's hatred right there. That boy can pull that out play. You know that. He's still on all pro level in his 30s. Let's yeah. Be yeah. yeah. You could you could run a little route on him. You can get past him easily. His hips open man. Oh Ain't nobody done it yet. You're right. You're right. That's, <laughs> hatred. That's just hatred because uh, Bobby could get it done. Bobby Watch, watch what Kittle do to him. Put it that way. Watch what Kittle do to him. So listen, man, listen. That's why they got them safeties. They don't got to. don't got to cover Kittle. Like <laughs> His job is to run, stop, and cover, cover the middle of the field. Yeah, I looked at the Rams' schedule today, and it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty tough. It's not it's not mm-hmm. easy as you like you thought it was. So well, I mean, Super Bowl they Super Bowl change. They shouldn't have a rough, easy schedule. Yeah. So first day schedule, and again, you got to play. They play in the AFC West this year. Exactly. Yep. That's another thing. Yeah, the AFC mm-hmm. West is crucial. Same thing with the Niners. The AFC West thing is just going to yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. The Rams, I, that over-under is, is – it's like a push right there. It's, it's kind of tough. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Kurt, what you got? Listen, that Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson signing, first and foremost, um, again, who's doing the books for the Rams, right? Uh, I think I think Bobby came over for one for get back to yeah, okay. Seattle. Oh, it was definitely right? about that. It was definitely about that. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, and that that's get back. So I think that's one thing. And I think that's really why he looked at the Rams and especially with the Rams wanting him. But on top of that, he's an extremely intelligent middle linebacker. He could still cover uh, sideline to sideline. And now you're putting him behind Aaron Donald. And that's scary, right? You're talking about you're adding a Super Bowl pedigree linebacker on a Super Bowl winning team. So now you have a team that is coming off the Super Bowl and you're adding someone who can talk from the position of, you know, winning a Super Bowl, going back and losing a Super Bowl and having that kind of wisdom to kind of keep them grounded, keep them aware of what they're going to go through emotionally. Uh, Allen Robinson, scary, right? I don't, uh, we've seen what he did in Jacksonville. We've seen what he did in Chicago, having subpar quarterback pay, uh, play and now adding him to the Rams and putting him on the other side, I, you know, that that's scary. But Troy Hill is a sneaky pickup as well, um, especially in the secondary for for them. So, man, I'm saying uh, I see Rob says that they're the, the you know third best team in sure. football. I don't know if they're the third best team, but I can definitely tell you they're they're on the upper echelon of best teams in football and they're coming off a super bowl championship so um i i i have them over 10 and a half wins uh but i have them as a super solid team uh coming back and they're loaded again i don't know how you lose von miller and pick and then turn around and pick up bobby wagner and Allen robinson after losing uh such a great player um in yeah. von miller but Hey man, they're the, they're the cream of the crop as well. So the Rams gonna be something to contend with. You got them back in the Super Bowl? On uh, back in the Super Bowl, mm, that's tough to say. I I'm coming with uh, old man Brady, um, but I'm really saying sneakily, I, I have the Saints looking like they they might be they might be in the Super Bowl. Uh, James Winston? <laughs> yeah, man. Yay. Yeah, man. But um, it, it it I don't have the I don't have the Rams coming back to the Super Bowl just because what we've seen how hard it is to repeat as a Super Bowl champion, especially in the NFC. Um, but if it's not them, I definitely see uh my three coming out of the NFC is either Tampa Bay. Rams or New Orleans? That's that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I I'm actually again, I, I unless because it is it happens all the time, right? The Super Bowl hangover gives everybody. I mean, yeah. we, we, last time we had a repeat champ or the team, a team to even make it back to the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. A lot of times, like they don't Who even is it? New England. Yeah, New Orleans back to back champs. Yes, and um, and teams that have been to the Super Bowl either won it or lost it and gotten even remotely back close to it. Like you know, that's, that's very last team probably Kansas City. Kansas City, but did, 
Yeah, did they? Yeah, they made they won and they lost. Yeah, so they made, they made it twice. Yeah, yeah, they made it twice. So they're the last team. Yeah, so it's 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 tough. It's tough, but you know, I, I think that if any team can do it, it's the Rams based upon their talent. And I'm with Rob. I think the NFC East NFC is weak. Period. Um, you know, I think that it's it's really top heavy from the Rams, the Bucks, uh, the Packers, and 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 the Eagles, in my opinion, for the NFC East. Like outside of that, you know, I really don't think that you know it's it's a lot of teams that's going to be able to contend with those particular teams um, when it comes down to making um, headway in the playoffs. But um, I would say that for sure, you know, it's just it's just a matter of whether or not they can stay healthy, obviously. Um, but, you know, they don't have that Super Bowl hubris because they have won it once already. They don't have that, you know, I can just I can just chill and, and just hopefully it'll just come to us and we can just turn it on type of deal because everybody's going to be gunning for them. They're mm-hmm. the champs, you know. And I always say, to be the man, you got to be the man. Everybody's going to try to be the man. You know, so they're gonna get everybody's best shot. So if they can withstand that and stay grounded, then they they got a good chance of going back. Um, <laughs> between if it came down, so if I had to pick the NFC title game right now, I would say Tampa Bay versus uh the Rams, mm-hmm. and who and wherever they play at, it would determine who the winner is. If they play in Tampa, I think I got Tampa. If they play in LA, they've got I got LA. So, but yet again, it's just a matter of what what type of team and what type of mindset they're gonna have coming into camp and coming into the early on in the season. If they start clicking like they were last year, then they got a good shot. But but they got the team to do it. I would definitely give them credit for retooling the roster and keeping keeping the pieces they need to keep um, together in order for them to be competitive. So I think it's their division to lose. I would say over and under. I'm definitely going over. I think I got them at I got them like twelve wins. I think I'm gonna say I have I got actually have them fifteen and two. That's what I have them at fifteen and two. Oh, fifteen two. Yeah. Uh huh. Fifteen and two. Yep. Um, I got them losing in weeks eight and week ten. That's oh, what I got them losing. Sweeping the Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Again, we'll see. I, you know, it's so it's it just depends on. Like I said, it all depends on their mindset. If their mindset is, I want to, we want to repeat, and we're going to do whatever they got to do to repeat and stay humble, then they got a good shot. If they wrestle their loyals and think they can just make it happen, and, and it's just supposed to magically happen because we're the champs. And they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. They're gonna fall, they're gonna fall back. But you know they got all the pieces they need to have. You know from every position. I mean they don't have a they don't have a, a I guess you can say a deficiency for very sure outside of a, a secondary pass rusher. Without oh, having uh without having um Vaughn anymore. But they was one interception. Jaquaski tart interception away from losing that game. So <laughs> it's true. Now, <laughs> Now I, w- I won't forget the idea that the Niners always played them tough, and and we w- we talk about this handily. Like Shanahan has McVay's number most yep. of the time, most of the time. But again, it's just, it all it all boils down to your quarterback play. You know, if Trey Lance is quarterback and he's playing well, then y'all got a shot of beating them because y'all play them physical and tough, and mm-hmm. they gotta they gotta step their game up. But if if, if Trey Lance isn't playing well, then you know I would I would give I would lean to the Rams being being the winners in that in that in that, in that matchup. But it all depends. That's why you play the game. Definitely. Why you play the game? So. So uh so I I had over. Kurt, what'd you have? I had over. Okay, what'd you have, Tay? I guess I'll go over. Okay, so over ten and a half. Okay, we all in locks that would have been over. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, but yeah. So that's our wrap up for the NFC West, man. Uh we appreciate everybody coming through. I appreciate our special guest for coming through, hanging with us the whole <laughs> two hour and ten minutes show. He made it. <laughs> so uh we appreciate your time as always, good brother. And uh we hope to have you back soon. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, we yeah, know, appreciate you having, appreciate you. We'll see what the Niners do come uh, come preseason. We'll be talking. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So Rob in the chat and everybody else out there listening, if you haven't uh, uh, caught, caught us live, catch us on replay. Um, replays on YouTube live and it goes live on every other platform on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. So check that replay out. Like, comment, subscribe as always. And we'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to be live on Sunday next week. Uh, my anniversary, winter anniversary this week, so I got to take a day off. So uh, we'll be live on Sunday next week, but we'll be back as always. Um, follow me on social media, Lockdown Defense on Twitter and Lockdown Defense Sports on Instagram. So meantime, in between time, for Air Retro DK5, Coach Kurt, and I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>